When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hello and welcome to Hyperspace Hangout, a podcast by Star Wars fans for Star Wars fans. I am Matt Starwin. And I am Ezra Skyhopper. Welcome aboard the Outcast. This is the place for all Star Wars fans where we discuss your thoughts and theories about a galaxy far, far away. As best episode of Mandalorian or greatest episode of Mandalorian? I guess that's the real question. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Dude, I, I mean, honestly, I, I'm so glad that you started that way because the whole tone of this, I, I, I don't know who else anyone's listening to, watching, whatever. This was one of the best, I think, episodes of Mandalorian yet to date. Mm-hmm. I, it, right now, it's, it's actually... I don't know. I've, I've rewatched it numerous times, digging deep into all these, you know, di- different Easter eggs, that, like the connections. I loved it. I 100% loved it. I loved everything about it. I thought it was awesome from start to finish, and it has such an awesome reveal at the end. It's just, dude, I, I loved it. I mean, it's probably one of the best. I don't know if it's the best, but it is like right. one of. if it, Yeah, of our, of our not... Of our nine episodes, uh, yeah. it's 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 huge. I'm glad it was. I'm glad it was a, a, a almost hour episode. Um, there is a ton to break down. Yeah. Um, and then I, I so do we want to? I guess what do we want to do? Do we want to break it down and kind of go over all the Easter eggs first, and then kind of talk about what we really, you know, what what was our review of it, as well as. Um, you know, like, what do we think it's going to go for? The guys, buckle, strap in. Come on now, yeah. Because this might be it. We did a two-hour episode last time, and this might be another one. Yeah, this this probably will be uh, a, a very long episode. So, uh, yeah, I'm fine with. You know what I think? Let's start off with a bang. Let's get because I I want to just get through some of these really awesome Easter eggs. If you didn't catch these. I, at the end, we're going to do some speculation for the for the next episode. We're going to do we have a couple theories coming out of this. We have our own like initial thoughts and reactions, all that kind of stuff. But I kind of want to just rip through on some of these Easter eggs because I don't know yeah. if people realize how many little Easter eggs were in this episode. Deep cuts, deep cuts, things that I was like, wait a second. Well, I mean, I, I was sitting with my sister. I was watching with my sister Rachel. I mean, we you know I had kind of that that. Uh, time with them and and Rachel I'm trying to get her into she loves baby Yoda um and so they they're in on, on watching this and my sister kept saying she kept looking over she's like what what does that mean what 
what, what is that? You know, and she, she kept seeing my face. I'm smiling. I'm laughing, slapping my knee. Like, are you kidding me? Are they really doing it? Like, this is awesome. You know, to me, I, I guess I want to say real quick, I think the reason I like the, I like the Mandalorian so much and I'm loving what John Favreau and Dave Filoni and others and everyone on the team, uh, crew, cast, writers, what everyone involved are, are, are doing. They're paying attention to details and it feels like I'm in a Legends series. It feels like there are, like, you, you, gosh, when you read the old Legends books, you were in the EU or you played the games or you just were, you know, before, I mean, I hate to say this, but like before it was sold to Disney, and I'd have no, I have no problem with it being sold to Disney. I think it's, this is awesome. We're getting this product because it was sold to Disney, right? But these guys, there's a feel, there's a vibe to this that like, you could just follow Din Djarin. You could just watch what's happening between him and the asset, the child, baby Yoda, and take it surface level if you want and enjoy it. Because my sister did. She's not a huge uh, nerdy Star Wars fan. She loved it. Uh, my little niece, Rachel, loved uh, ba- you know, baby Yoda on the back of that speeder. Just thought it was hilarious. you know. Uh, so, so that's neat. You can just enjoy that. But then there's layers to this. You can just keep going. You can speculate. And, and, and it just kind of feels like they're, they're pulling in... Um, you know, various alien species, they're connecting, you know, objects, right? These objects that are important or mining corporations and uh, just like the Bounty Hunters Guild, the fact that we're focused on that is amazing. So to me, it just feels like, it feels like it's it's really connected to this this greater Star Wars universe in more than one way. It seems like it's bridging a lot more legends and canon. And there's just so many little tie-ins that I, that I, I'm overwhelmed. I get I mean, overwhelmed. I mean, I mean, the fact that we actually, way. I, I mean, to me, I think this is the the first time on screen. Um, I'm sure maybe it's happened before, but that you take somebody who is a book, like a has has only existed in the books, and you're like, we're gonna bring that person to life, right? Right. Um, right. But I mean, and that's kind of the advantage of having a TV show, right? I mean, you've definitely done that maybe on on. Um, the animated series or something like that. I mean, uh, Grievous was in the Clone Wars and then showed up in episode three. Um, but it's not like you took somebody who's like, hey, this guy only existed in the books. Now you've brought him out here. Maybe there's maybe there's somebody else. But um, certainly this is pretty cool. It's yeah. it's, it's pretty cool uh, with, with, with Cobb Vanth, um, who, you know, uh, I saw some people saying, you know, wow, I can't believe they would use Cobb Vanth. Like that was out of nowhere. It's like we we've been talking about it for for months. I mean, yeah. everyone they they basically announced that Timothy Oliphant was going to be Cobb Vanth. So so I know I know some people were surprised by that, but I was like, I, I don't know, I don't know, I don't. I, I guess if you are researching Star Wars news at all, it's, it's pretty much there. I mean, surprise, uh, Rosario Dawson's going to be Ahsoka in the in this season uh so uh, yeah. <laughs> like in fact disney actually uh kind of confirmed it there's actually a yeah. there is a a thing saying uh like a disney disney plus thing that shows yeah. uh, ahsoka's character and says rosario dawson well i i think the thing that that's really neat is that even if these things are confirmed and these characters show up we know they're alive we know they're around doing stuff so let's see it like let's go for mm-hmm. it let's quit holding back. I mean, we know that in the books, there is a character named Cobb Vanth who is on Tatooine. Um, when, when Finnick Shand was taken, people were all speculating, you know, like, could that be, was that Boba Fett? 
was that another Mandalorian? Who was that? And now is it is it was it Cobb Vanth? Whatever. I mean, it's it, the whole thing is is really interesting. They're there. I say I say go for it. Like there's 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 nothing wrong with that. I mean, look at what they, I don't know why people were surprised by this either because Thrawn was a character that they said boom, we're bringing this guy into an animated series in Rebels, and he was just a famous, you know, well-known Legends book character that people fell in love with. Um, so, I mean, you know, and, and Boba Fett, this is all about the Mandalorian. I mean, why in the world would, would we not go, when you're, when you're writing this, and you're John Favreau, and you move into to write this kind of stuff, and you say, hmm, what did happen to Boba Fett? I know in Legends what happened to him, but what have we done up to this? Once John Favreau stepped in, started writing, and he said, where did you guys leave off with the whole Mandalorian armor Boba Fett thing? Oh, there was a guy called Cobb. You guys already did that bit. So there's this guy, Cobb Vanth, Tatooine. Cool. I'm going to weave that in here. What's wrong? I think that's amazing. I love it. I think it's so awesome, and and I'm so glad they did it. Also, it totally fits. This is a Western-style you know, think George Lucas always wanted this Western vibe, uh, you know, for some underworld kind of crime syndicate, bounty hunter guild crossover thing going on. And they, they that's the whole vibe of this entire thing. And it's, it's fantastic. So I am ready to dive into some of these Easter eggs, break some of these down, talk about these, and then get into some more speculation and possible, uh, you know, theories as we, as we move forward. So here we go. Um, we don't actually know, and, and it, by the way, if we say something and you guys know uh, the answer or you, you have more information, more intel, let us know. Leave a comment down below. Send us a transmission, hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you. Um, so we're getting right into this. I, I, I guess the planet that we're on, remember, this was the planet we were speculating with the graffiti. Mm-hmm. And that's where we kind of start everything off. Gore Koresh is this male abyssin who we encounter and we're going there for information on more Mandalorians. Where are the Mandalorians? By the way, an Abyssin uh, is, is a connection back to as one of the alien species that we first see in a new hope. So the number of tie-ins in this episode, and if you go to Tatooine, my goodness, you got to have those connections. Like it's just, it's amazing that they went with all the stuff that they, that they did. And that, that if you're going to pick a species to hone in on and show us more of, why not use the ones that we saw in the cantina? Why not use the species that we already know are there and actually go find and explore? We see a carcass for a crate dragon. Show us a freaking crate dragon. Let's do it. Like I, I love the boldness in which, in which they uh, attacked this first episode, but uh, Gore Koresh, right, is, um, he's kind of a, what, what was he thinking, Matt? What, what, what was this guy? I don't know. I, mean, I don't, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't know. I thought, it, I thought it was a really cool intro, man. The only, the only downside to, to it is that we saw it in the trailer and we thought this is going to be like a thing, like this might be a bigger, a bigger deal and it could maybe come back or something. But, um, you know, I was just like, oh, wow. I did. I didn't think that that would be the opening to the show and that it would just kind of be a. Maybe that's it. That's that's all we'll get of that of of right. that of that place. But yeah, on the other side of that, it's awesome that they did that because yeah. now we it's like okay, so now we, we have, have like we have like half the trailer is gone, uh, gone. and the that's rest right. is yeah. the rest is all up for speculation. Yeah, which I think is amazing because I I thought that exact same thing, which is like oh they, the trailer showed us pr- pretty much. Like it was basically a trailer for episode one and maybe some of another episode, but but like sincerely, we've seen most of it, which is I love that. Now we have no idea what's going to happen in the next several episodes. We're going to speculate and, and theorize on it, but uh, we haven't seen too many little nuggets later on in the series. So I thought that was great. Um, and and this planet, by the way, 
I am not fluent in, I, I think I should pick it up sometime. I've been working on, you know, like my passions and hobbies are podcasting and, and content creation, reading the books and things like that. Would I love to spend some time and learn how to, to read in that galactic basic and learn how, I mean, cause like the graffiti on the walls, uh, people were breaking down that it said like Alderaan, there was anti-imperial graffiti. There's on the somebody wall. that looks, there's a, there's a figure that looks like C-3PO. Right, right, exactly. And, and what you kind of wonder is, uh, is this a place because what we saw, what we see later on is we see a small little town, right? Freetown celebrating, uh, the destruction of the second Death Star. So some of that graffiti and some of those things that you see, you kind of wonder, is that just old stuff that right after people heard about these great stories and, and is there some of that stuff that's been written on walls or whatever? But um, yeah, so we, we show up there, we get some information, we see Gamorreans fighting, which was pretty cool. There was a lot of connections in this episode to the Knights of the Old Republic um, video game. Correct? Sign me there up. Tons. Yes. Yeah, there was, there was tons. Yeah, sign me up. Uh, I, I saw someone who was breaking down kind of like that fighting style, like the, the two Gamorreans are fighting, right? And every time that they hit, you kind of saw this blue uh, energy that, that, was, that was kind of surrounding them. And I, I, I could be wrong. Maybe it was, it was one of the video games, and I think it was um, the, the Knights of the Old Republic, where you go to, whether it's Terrace or, or, or somewhere else, and there's fighting. You actually can see people fighting, and what they did was they they kind of gave them almost like a defensive energy shield that caused uh, like the fatality rate uh, was was lower. So these fighters could fight over and over and mm -hmm. over, and you had kind of you could bet and wager, and and you know somebody wasn't just dead after like a a right. fight. They could get up and survive, and then let's see if that guy can take this guy, and you know what I mean. I mean it was you know so I thought that was kind of interesting that people are like that's probably what that was to to make it more, uh, like a less fatal fight so the the, mm -hmm. the gamorians could build up um standing or whatever and i was like That's well it was <laughs> yeah, yeah it, it was one of the things that was so cool in solo when she's like oh i'm a master of terrace kasi yeah. right um which there is a star wars video game uh it was on the playstation one called star wars masters of terrace kasi it's awful um but it was a cool game and it was just a cool tie-in and a cool throwback right yeah, yeah, exactly. And so that's that's I guess that's what I meant to earlier when I say they're like when you go explore these little things and, and you look real closely, like they're connecting to video games, to books, to comic books. And some of those are current in canon and some are legends connections. You know, it's almost like when you get to the we're going to get to a, a very special object later on. There's almost more material on that object in legends than there is in canon. You know, which which is, you know, again, some, that's how it kind of works, right? You got to rewrite everything and bring it into canon and, and figure out how we want to, you know, work it into um, our current stories and things. But still, I just thought that was that was awesome. Uh, so the big deal, we get to see Mando. Uh, he pulls out some of his weapons. He's surrounded. It looks like he's like, how, how's he going to get out of that? And I love that they use the Beskar as that offensive weapon. Even though it's a defensive, like, you know, armor. Like, every time they punched him in the head, his head would go back like that. And it hit uh, another one of the uh, aliens who, you know, was, a, was one of the criminals who was trying to take him down. And, like, so the armor was, like, protecting him, but also inflicting its own damage on, on other individuals, which I thought was, like, really cool. So, yeah. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, no. It was, it was, it was cool. It was great. Um, uh, and, yeah, I mean, again, I just think it's, it's, do I like that we uh, 
we got it out of the way. But at the same time, I you, did you think that was going to be something? Do you think we'll do you think we'll that oh. we'll come back to that? Uh, uh, so here's the at thing, all? dude. I think as as cool as that looked to us in the trailer, to me, I'm like, there's something way. But be- he's going to be in a much more dire situation where like we're kind of seeing him level up like in a video game or whatever and Mm -hmm. from season one to season two like that would have been harder for him to get out of and he seemingly got out of it a lot easier than he would have in season one so i'm like well this is pretty cool so to me i wasn't too worried about that i do think maybe we will go back to that planet and kind of get a name for it and figure out what that was we all thought that was possibly a city on narshada or another you know pirate moon of some kind right we were getting information. I mean, we, we, at one point we even thought just with all Lothal. the graffiti Lothal. Yeah. Like we, we weren't sure. So it was unnamed and, and I don't really, uh, I, I, I don't know. It was, it seemed like an underworld type of place. It seemed like a place where you would, where they're fighting like that, right? There's like fighting pits and, and, um, there's betting and wagering going on. So, I think we may go back there and, and learn more about it. I don't even know that our buddy there, uh, Gore Koresh is actually killed. We, uh, they, I love how they right. leave that right there so we could come back to him and maybe he's freed and he's pissed now at Mando. You know what I mean? Like now he's really pissed. You left me there to die. And he's like, well, I didn't, I told you I wouldn't kill you, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't going to like let you just walk away. I need to walk away myself and he shoots the light out. And well, I don't know what those things were with the, with the red eyes. I don't think that's mm-hmm. explained. I, I went and tried to look that up and I don't know uh, what those creatures were. We don't really know the planet or uh, the, the life forms that maybe are there, but they look like they're about to eat, you know, eat that abyss and, you know, for, for dinner. So, yeah. So uh, when he said, when he said, um, that he thought there, that he, there was a Mandalorian on Tatooine, um, were you thinking Cobb Vanth or were you thinking Boba Fett? Because I think if this is kind of maybe the the unfortunate part of 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 knowing who Cobb Vanth is in the books and also knowing that we knew he was going to be in this. Um, so I guess, you know, like my mom, like she watches this. She has no idea who Cobb Vanth is, um, right. you know, obviously. Yeah. But she will think, oh, well, Boba Fett was on Tatooine. Yeah, and I think that's okay because exactly. I, I I think then for us there's still an element of kind of surprise because because what I was thinking the whole time so uh, there's two types of, of well not two types of fans there's, there's a wide there's a wide spectrum of Star Wars fan right and this is what I love about the show I mentioned it with my sister my niece um, your mom anyone our friends who who watch the show our listeners who who watch the show you have if so we do a lot of speculation we keep up on the rumor mill all that kind of stuff so we and I bet you did as well when you first heard that you thought oh we're just gonna run across Cobb Vanth now, then, then from, from our seat, we're thinking, are we going to actually see, did they decide to keep Boba alive, was our question. Now, to people like your mom and others who, have, who maybe didn't even know that Cobb Vanth was a character, they were thinking, I remember Boba Fett. So, mm-hmm. they, so to them, it's, so we get there, we're like, oh, yeah, cool, Cobb Vanth, all right, it's what we thought. I mean, but the whole time, we're still wondering, ooh, but is there a way in which... Boba's alive. We hear mm-hmm. references to the Sarlacc so, and all this kind of stuff. But like, you know, you I know mean, what this, you know what this does do is that this um, probably kills. Remember, remember in season one where everyone was like, "Is that Boba Fett?" Because there was a, there was a Mandalorian who looked like Boba Fett. Yes. So I think that, and we were even saying I, that might be confirmed. Um, yeah. So now yeah. I think that was just a cool 
tie-in. Yeah. I, so that's definitely obviously not Boba Fett, but it, right, last right. season we thought, hey, this that, that maybe that is, and they just went a different route in it. Um, yep. Uh, yeah, and then we'll 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 get to him. Um, we'll 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 get we'll get to him later. But yeah, yeah so yeah, yeah, you know. So I think I think um, yeah, you're probably totally right. That was definitely not not Boba Fett. That's cool. They, it was dark. It was meant to be kind of like, oh, is that a thing? But do you see what I mean? I guess if you're if you're your mom, right, and and right. you're you're just or, watching yeah. the show or you're, anyone, you're just yeah, any ca- any casual, casual fan, yeah, kind of fan, and and then you're headed there and you're thinking to you the surprise was, is that Boba Fett? Oh, no, it's Cobb Vanth. And then you're kind of like, oh, okay, wow. I thought it was going to be like, I thought that was Boba Fett, you know? You weren't even expecting Cobb Vanth, so that surprised you. It may not have surprised us, but then we're all surprised at the end. We're still all surprised that Boba Fett's alive because they could have just showed us Cobb Vanth and we could have just rolled out and said, well, that was the Mandalorian. Assuming, uh, I mean, only assuming assuming that it is Boba Fett. I mean... At this point, there is still a small chance he is not, but I would—I mean, I would say, I yeah, would say I mean, yeah, you, I mean, yeah, I'd you, say there's like a five percent chance that it's it's not, but I'd say 0. 0.5, you know, right. but yeah. but I get what you're saying. There, there's still a, um, you know, do we know exactly? So, uh, but yeah, so so, anyways, and we'll talk about that in, at the end here. So we just we have to go there, right? Um, we hop back in the Razor Crest, and now we're headed to Tatooine, and. I love that we don't go to a different spaceport. We go to Moss Eisley, right? We go to Hangar 35. And uh, I think that's I think it's cool that we went there. We see Peli Pelimoto, um, which was fantastic, hilarious. And there's a little bit, and as we're go- we're just kind of bouncing through some of these Easter eggs here, couple Easter eggs there at Hangar 35. Um you have a a line that I didn't even notice until I rewatched it, and then I went back and um, I saw someone else mention this in their Easter egg list as well, which was that uh, when 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 Pelimoto is talking to Din Djarin, she says something to the effect she's holding the child and says that if he either splits or buds into like splits or or buds right. into something else, let. To, to let her know because she would be more than willing uh, to Which have is, one herself, and I'm like, right. What? So, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think she understands how exactly it is that they that that species, you know, does, uh, you know, procreate or whatever yeah, yeah. is reproduced. Um, but it was just like, oh, it's just a cool way of talking about it, and maybe who knows? We don't know. We don't know. Well, and it's also even that that's uh, subtle little hint or nod to was this thing split from another thing? Is it a clone? Is it something that is, there's a ton of references still to cloning facilities and the fact that we're even, well, you know, the fact that we're talking about this Mandalorian and these, and, and Boba, Jank, the whole thing. Uh, it, it's, it's a little too much, actually. I'll show you that another connection to Camino that was in this episode that I was like, wow, I can't believe that's in here. Um, <laughs> uh, so yeah, that, that's pretty neat that we have this idea that, that maybe baby Yoda could split or, and it's so fast. It happens so quick. And you're like, it's meant to be kind of comedy, but at the same time you go, what it, that's what we're all kind of wondering is, is how did this child come into being? You know, where mm-hmm. did it come from? Is it a clone? Uh, where is its home planet? Where is it? What, you know, who is its mother and father? Right. Uh, all of that born yeah. around the same time that, that Anakin Skywalker was born 50 years ago. Like, yeah. It's a big deal. Big deal. Yeah. So, yeah. 
no, it was cool. It was cool. We got to see that. We got to see the the little droids droids again, uh, right? You know, the, uh, yes. but this time now, Mando is a little uh, seems he's o- more okay with droids, which right. is cool. So he's right. kind of you know of, of evolving. He's evolving as well. Um, I like Pelimoto. I think I think it's cool. Um, Amy Sedaris plays her, um, and I hope we get more of her because I think she is oh. can be a great sort of. Uh, you know, just person to go visit um, from from time to time, and we can come back to the whole Tatooine discussion. I'll save that for uh, to once we kind of get yeah. to our review, because uh, I do I do want to talk about hey being back being back on Tatooine because I think it's great. So yeah, that's yeah. where I that's where I met with it. I do too. Yeah. So okay, let's let's through some of these other ones real quick. Um, we don't have to go quick, but I mean, I got uh, I definitely want to point out this guy right here. So if uh, if you're watching us on YouTube. Uh, you will see here um, that I have R5, right? Bad motivator uh, is hanging out with Peli with Pelimoto at Hangar 3.5. And that was pretty cool because there's even like the residue, even the residue where the bad motivator was at is is there. And it's like, this is awesome. I mean, just the fact that <laughs> that was one of those times where I was grinning. I was like, that, are you kidding me? Like R5's back rolling back again here and also had a little bit of trouble moving i thought and i thought man that motivator is still it's almost like a bad knee right you know it's kind of still <laughs> still mm-hmm. got a little bit of a hitch um but but rolls up and shows us a map and what's interesting is uh that this map they're looking they're 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 i mean first of all we're asking pelimoto about mandalorians and, and about the possibility that they could be on tatooine and all we've really heard is in that Moss Pelgo, uh, there might be a someone is wearing Mandalorian armor. That there's been a rumor that there's one out there. Although Moss Pelgo's not on any map, it's not on any map. And so, wow, that sounds familiar, right? I mean, it's, uh, so I had like a Jocasta New flashback, and I thought, well, I, 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 come on now, if if <laughs> it's not in the records, uh, so therefore Master Kenobi, it, it doesn't it doesn't exist. Um, well, someone maybe it's been erased from the records, but leave it to R5 who shows up and says, hey, check this out. It's right here and is able to help us identify. So that was another kind of Camino connection right after that reference to the child splitting or budding um, or becoming more than one, uh, you know. So I was like, wow, that okay, it's back to back there. And then we're going to roll out to this place. And this is an interesting place. So we're going to go to Mount... Um, um, so now we're headed into Mos Pelgo. We do along the way run into more Tusken Raiders, uh, which I thought was pretty pretty neat that we're getting more of that um, sign language, that talk, that chat, where uh, Din Djarin just showed, there's a side of him, uh, he's so interesting in that like he can speak to a wide variety of individuals and just seems mm-hmm. well-versed and very fluent and just seems well traveled, you know, and I, I and very respectful too. So I, I love that about about Dinjarin. Um, so yeah, we come across the Tuscan Raiders, and and that was pretty neat. Then we roll into Moss Pelgo, really cool. Don't know, don't know how many people uh, caught this. Sam Witwer is there, and we have a quick kind of cameo from uh, of, of Sam Witwer, which I who thought was, was he, awesome. Who was he playing? He was just one of the one of the um, citizens. And he was just mm-hmm. standing there, and he's—I think he's actually wheeling something, and he's like lifting it up. It's almost like he's. And you, but you, you can see, see it as him. Yeah, you can see. It. Yeah, it, it to- I mean, it looks. Several people have said that that was that was Sam Witwer, and he's got a little bit longer hair, and just kind of shows up for a quick cameo there. And I thought, well, that's pretty cool. You know, he's he's just one of those guys who's. So the who's real question is, 
Is Starkiller in Mandalorian? Is Starkiller... Is he, right? I mean, is he confirmed? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, that was pretty neat. So, quick cameo there by Sam Witwer. Um, And then we're... (laughs) It's also got that Western feel, right? It's just one little road. It's, It's a road, and on either side, you have your cantina, you've got your general store, possibly a bank... Uh, you get, the, you get the moisture, um, farm situation set up there where they're collecting their water. So I thought that was pretty interesting it's just that we roll in there and it looks just like an old Western. Um, and, and so he rolls in for information. You always go into the cantina. And so he rolls into the cantina and meets with a bartender who is this, uh, weak bartender. And, and he's actually... Like when Cobb Vanth rolls in there and talks to, he orders some spotchka. Again, shout out to the, I'm drinking some spotchka here as well. So hey, I got me my too. Spotchka, got my spotchka drink. And uh, <laughs> I love that we kind of keep seeing that, that pop up, which is pretty cool. Made from krill. And it was on, uh, remember that was in season one. Uh, mm-hmm. Sorgan is, is where uh, that was kind of being, they harvest the krill and then spotchka was kind of, it's just a neat little connection. Um, so, but when Cobb Vanth is talking to Weequay, Weequay is like a species, you know, and he, he refers to him as Weequay. It's almost like saying human, you know, or Gamorian, you know, and saying it was like referring to him as his species, which was a little bit odd. But I think they just wanted to weave in that, that word, um, the window, th- that name, right? And it was just kind of a neat little, 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 little connection. A lot of the... Um, well, Jabba the Hutt actually had a lot of Weequay uh, who worked for him, and they were used to these harsher kind of conditions, uh, desert worlds and what have you. They have these, you know, like real leathery skin, um, kind of like dark uh, and, and, and brown and, and what have you. So, but yeah, they, they oftentimes worked for the Hutt clans, and a lot of them, after, you know, Jabba the Hutt is killed in this area, they're seeking work. I mean, those who did survive um, were you know, there is no hut to kind of work for. So they, they drift off and find uh, different work. And so we have this individual who shows up and he is the um, bartender. And another famous kind of Weequay member, Weequay, sorry, Weequay member would be Hondo. So Hondo is in, we see Hondo a lot in Rebels, which is, which is pretty neat. So you'll probably remember him as that, as that, as that pirate. Um, so that's pretty cool. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Um, Cobb Vanth showing up, Spotchka drink. Now, then we just get into it. So there's, this is the way, right? Uh, he's wearing Mando's armor and, uh, well, Bo- uh Boba Fett's armor. Yeah. Yeah. M- Mandalorian. Yeah. Sorry. Mandalorian right. armor. And, um, Din Djarin is sort of like, okay, at first it's like, all right, this is probably, this could be a Mandalorian. But it's only, yeah. a, it's only like. A couple pieces of Boba Fett's armor. It's yeah. definitely not the whole thing. Right, right. No, yeah. It's 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 not. It, it seems it's like it's just like it's just like the helmet, right? And right. like and like the chest piece and like the jetpack. Right. Exactly. Exactly. And what's interesting is that as Din is kind of um, watching this individual, the first thing he does is he takes his helmet off. It's the first thing he mm-hmm. did. No problem. Didn't didn't bad an eye. Takes his helmet off. Has the spotchka drink. It's good to go. And you're like, uh, and, and, if, and if you're Din, you're going, this is not the way, right? This is right. not the way. Uh, so what is up with this guy? And he immediately understands that this guy has taken a Mandalorian's armor. 
And so because it is the way to kind of like melt that down, uh, to give that back um, to other Mandalorians to, to use it. I mean, one of the things when he's when he's collecting Beskar, he's he's even not only is it collecting it for his own uh, armor. Uh, he's and, giving and it outfit. back. Yeah, to the foundlings and, and, to, and to give back. So it's important that that gets back in the right hands. And so he wants to collect it. And he basically says, take it off. Take it off right now, you know? Yeah. And uh, it's funny because it's ill-fitting. It doesn't really fit uh, mm-hmm. to, to, to the Oliphant, which is funny. And I'm glad they did that because that's that makes sense, right? I mean, why would it fit perfectly? It's not going to. It's I mean, he was a different size. You you custom build your armor to fit fit the individual who's wearing it. So that was interesting, I thought. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, about, they're about to square off. A fight's about to happen because Din, this is the way. He will take that mm-hmm. armor back. And at first, you're not really sure, is this Marshall, you know, is he a good guy? Is he a bad guy? And uh, right before we find, find out what's going to happen, right before the fight, a crate dragon shows up. Yeah. I mean, what? <laughs> I, I I was like, so everything starts to kind of shake. They step out onto the platform, and you just see coming right down the same place where the speeder bike came, you see this crate dragon uh, just eating and tearing through the sand, and it goes right up and just kind of consumes a bantha, right? Just takes it, and then boom, rolls on. And it's been uh, something that's been hurting these these people for, for some time. I mean, it was, um, yeah. So I thought that was interesting that we see the crate dragon. Do you, I mean, like, the, the significance of that was... Was really 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 cool, you know. Yeah, uh, it, it's yeah. I mean, we see it. Yeah, you're right. We see we see the crate dragon in you know well, Nightfield Republic. You see it in um, Episode Four. You see the skeleton of one in Episode Four, right? With C three PO. Oh, it's it's there. It's there in the background. These things are huge. Yeah, yeah, they're huge. Yeah, they, exactly. Well, and I want to make a distinction too. So to get real deep here, this is this is fun. You have a canyon crate dragon, and then you also have a greater crate dragon. And I believe this was a greater crate dragon meaning that it was um they're, they're just they're they're more rare uh larger than your canyon crate dragon this thing was massive absolutely massive and so and we could kind of hear it as well like you could hear that crate dragon call or cry which old ben right ben kenobi uses to scare away uh the tuscan raiders and it, I, I, I was like, there, there we go. That's, that's, and we're seeing that. We see, as you said, C-3PO walks past um, the skeleton of one in, in episode four. Old Ben uses the call to scare away the Tusken Raiders. It's mentioned in multiple video games. And now we're actually seeing one terrorize this town. Um, and so instead of having a massive fight, it's like, hey, let's just, how about you help me kill this thing? You guys are known as being these great hunters and warriors and i'll just give it to you no fight like yeah i don't want to really part with it because it's helped me it gives him kind of this um it it, it, it protects advantage right yeah yeah and it was really 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 kind of cool um so but yeah the crate dragon was just next level uh i i thought yeah all right what, what else we got here what's what's next we got the crate dragon uh, uh and then i guess well um we can talk a little bit we can talk just a little bit a little bit more about uh, Cobb Vance because I think there was a couple things that he that we we didn't because as the as, so after the crate dragon shows up right they decide hey we're gonna go we're gonna go 
find it. And this is where we'll run back into the Tusken Raiders. But along the way, they're riding, and we see one of the things that Cobb Van, Cobb Van Speeder is a little different, and it's like a modified pod racer engine. Let's go. Yeah. Let's go. I know. Yeah. That was that was really cool. You know what's funny is that a lot of people did not get that Ray was riding one of those as well on Jakku. Mm. Um, it just didn't really, unless you, this one, right. everyone is like, what that looks like. It's not yeah. Anakin's, but it looks like Anakin's one of his pod racing engines. So yeah, yeah, and we'll and we'll come back to Cobb Vance once we kind of get through all the Easter eggs and explain just a little bit more who he is yeah. and, and some of the changes maybe they did. Um, but so yeah, I just wanted to uh, point point that out. Yeah, um, yeah. So then we run back into the uh, the Tuscan Raiders, the Sand People, um, and their dogs, which are uh, the Mastiffs, right? Um, yeah, we 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 see that. Yeah. Um and so just some some cool some cool stuff there. We see them travel in a uh, single file, right? Which oh is Oh my know, which, gosh. What, I was what, like, what Obi-Wan says in episode 4. Obi-Wan, I mean, he's he flat out says it. He's he's telling Luke he was like I mean, he's talking about the blaster points and he's talking about how, you know, look at these tracks. They're side by side, right? Sand people always travel single file to hide their numbers and you're like oh my gosh like like just seeing them come in like that you're like that may be it wasn't like in your face easter egg but you're like yeah that's attention to detail and that's the kind of stuff i'm talking about like had they have been riding into some massive group people would have been like no 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 obi-wan tells us they ride single file like that's mm -hmm. the kind of stuff that i'm like let's go <laughs> it is it's the it's the deep cut it's and the thing yeah. is that i'm sure all of these things it's like when they say hey let's do this let's do this um like dave filoni knows exactly like he doesn't have to research it he doesn't have to <laughs> yeah. look it up like i'm right. sure they'd be like okay well let's have them all travel and he's like no 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 no. they travel in single file right you know what yeah. I mean? like i mean come on and As it's if just that the, wasn't even like yeah it's, it's it's like just the encyclopedia of, yes. of star yeah. wars knowledge that dave filoni is yeah, yeah. So you're right. That that was that was so cool just to kind of kind of see. I mean, it's interesting because they are that first kind of um, one of those first groups that we see Luke struggle with and and come across as he's leaving um, Uncle Owen's farm, and he's we struggle about with them. Traveling. We struggle with them throughout the entire series. Exactly, exactly. I mean, I mean they're harassing us they're... in episode one. In episode four, in episode four, they, um, you know, Luke, 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 and Obi Wan run into them. In episode one, they're shooting at Anakin and those guys uh, as right. they're pod racing. Uh, in episode two, things don't go so well for them. And yeah. there is actually uh, a cool ep with their mastiffs right there. Yeah, that's actually yes. that's actually an Attack of the Clones tie-in because you yep. first see them in episode two when Anakin goes to kill the women and the children too. Yeah. Yeah, right? I, which is, <laughs> I mean, right. wow. Oh, man, that was that's yeah. And you know what was interesting is um, another kind of little connection is that Din helps us understand these people a little bit more and understand their culture, the harshness to them. And he acknowledges that, yes, they're raiders. OK, um, but they also have their own way of life and they they also view you as infringing upon their resources and their water, which is a precious, you know, resource. And so how they fight for that and what they need to do uh, to survive. Now, the capture of, of Shmi Skywalker, pretty bad. I mean, that's pretty, it's showing a savage kind of side to them that's this, that's terrible. I mean, but, I mean, they might, I mean, to hear, so Din is that in between where he's kind of explaining that, like, they also see that we've done great, um, harm 
to them and their way of life. And so they, it's that, it's that trying to live in harmony. It's that's why I thought Dim was so interesting is that he could see both sides and help kind of bridge, um, you know, Freetown and the Tuscan Raider group right there together, you know, to form this alliance against the Crate Dragon. I thought, wow, that was, that was, yeah. that was pretty neat. But yeah, I mean, pre- pretty wild to, to see. And also he's, we hear him speaking in, in Tuscan, right? Like we hear him, uh, not only just using the hand signals and talking about where, where they're going to go and all this kind of stuff. I mean, it was like, he also was using that, that kind of guttural, uh, sound. Yeah. yeah. And I was like, wow, that's, that's, that was next level. Um, okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, let's go to, you have something here, but I want, I want to save it. Um, just sure. because it's such, yeah. it's such a, such a cool thing. We'll save it to our, our like whole deal um so then you begin to killing killing the the crate dragon how they decide to do it man how many banthas were harmed in the in the making of this i don't know i i mean i was kind of like man poor banthas man hey yeah we're just gonna load them up with explosives uh and and i was like geez man (laughs) use them as bait and just load them up so yeah (laughs) Yeah. so we right so we see that and then they 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 dig a bunch so that when it comes out they can blow it up um and so here is a super deep cut um well not really a super deep cut but it's just like it's something that it may become a thing so uh as as it comes out uh it, it they shoot it with grappling hooks it starts to go back in and Mando says, Dank Ferric, it's going back inside. And I was like, yeah. what is Dank Ferric? Right. So I was like, I had to look it up. And the only other time it's ever been said in Star Wars was Mandalorian Episode 1, in which um, the guy who uh, – I had it pulled up. His his race um, yeah. is – is uh, he as he's – He's going down as as they escape, right? Remember in episode one, the Razor Crest is being attacked. Uh, and they get out of there, and he says, "Like, uh, you know, Dank Ferric, we made it." And mm-hmm. so, um, you know, then everyone's like, "Oh, maybe that means like, thank God." Well, now I, I, you know, but they didn't know. So now I think it's more likely that it's God damn uh, is what it actually it means because you wouldn't say thank God it's going back inside. You'd say being like God damn, I'm you know it's it's yeah. uh, we 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 made it. You could use it for for either. So I think maybe that's what it is. Is it's actually now Star Wars slang that they invented. And uh, you know, I bet we don't hear it again until Episode One of Season Three, and that'll be a cool little like it's almost like the i've got a bad feeling about this of mandalorian which would yeah. be epic that yeah that's it's going to develop which would be thing. cool hey swearing uh, look again uh kids out there no swearing is not okay all right uh, jump speak mm-hmm. use nice words but if you're going to uh dank ferrick okay yeah uh, dank. <laughs> yeah dank dank ferrick so we have that um they 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 blow it up uh, under under the belly. It doesn't necessarily kill it. So then they'd have to try and do something else. We get to see Mando and Cobb Vanth uh, using their the the jetpacks, right? right? And they go yep. up and they try to fight it, which is cool. So clearly Mando has leveled up. Um, is the kind of the easiest yes. way to yeah. to put it. And so then ultimately he goes back down and he he tells Cobb Vanth. He says, you know, what are you going? Cobb Vanth says, what are you going to do? He says, take care of the child. Um, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. Okay, I mean, I everybody knew he's not gonna die or whatever, but it's just right. like, here we go, man. Is this gonna be his thing? He's just always willing to sacrifice himself to, yeah, yeah, 
to solve this thing. But the cool thing is he kind of hits Cobb Vanth in the back of the jetpack, um, which sends him flying, much like we see in Episode 6 when Han Solo accidentally hits Boba Fett and sends him flying. So that was, that was kind of cool. Uh, Boba Fett gets inside of – or excuse me um, – Mando gets inside of him and 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 blows him up and uh, we you know yeah. we, we save the day he gets the armor uh, then we leave and then we get the surprise of the episode right in which Tamara Morrison aka uh, Django Fett aka mm-hmm. uh, you know po- what is presumed to be uh, Boba Fett. Right. Um, is uh, standing there. He doesn't have have a mask, and he was looking at everything. Uh, and now we can kind of dive into the uh, the the whole <sighs> the whole deal the the whole deal. Um, as I guess you know, there's there's so much we're gonna have to talk about in our review here. We do we do we start to review or do we start to to answer some of the big questions we have, which I think we still have about. Two big, two big questions we we could go here with it, which is, um, you know, who is Cobb Vanth, uh, mm. and then we could maybe go into how did Boba Fett survive? Yeah, uh, yeah. we still have a review, and then we also have, um, what is the importance of the crate dragon egg? So yeah, yeah, yeah. Before let's, we let's get co- to before we yeah. get to the review, let's let's start with who is who is Cobb Vanth. Okay, right. That's that's fair. Um, so, yes, uh, very interesting individual who in this area. First of all, I I kind of um, he's a character who's who's in the aftermath series, uh, which is a which is a Chuck Wendig book series. He shows up there, and what was interesting about him is that he had Mandalorian armor that looked like Boba Fett's armor. Now that we've seen it, we know full well that that's exactly the armor that he got. I mean, that is one hundred percent. Um, Boba Fett's armor uh, definitely messed up and, and everything. So he is that guy. The backstory, they give us some of the backstory. And the backstory is slightly different maybe than what we had in Aftermath, the book series. But it's also kind of the same. In that after the second Death Star explodes, Cobb Vanth is is here. And he is... He he was once a slave, actually, which which is interesting. And he's so he's kind of I don't know if he's originally from Tatooine or or, or was brought in there. Um, but all we know is that he's on Tatooine, uh, and and he was once a a slave. And and the huts, you know, we that slavery was a thing there. Um, so yeah. But after he's he's kind of um, whether he's won his freedom or, or whatnot, he is there in Freetown. He's in Mos Pelgo. And they see the second Death Star blow up, and everyone's kind of celebrating, right? And he's celebrating with them immediately after, because they're thinking, all right, the Empire's done. They're hoping for a new order. Maybe they're going to get some more resources from the New Republic or these rebels, this rebel alliance. I think they're just happy that it's happening, and they're they're rejoicing, right? Uh, Jabba the Hutt has recently been you know, killed too. So part of that whole journey was that Jabba's palace is, is open. And that's actually where some of his woes will come from. Uh, there's a beast master. You remember the beast master who was in charge of the rancor? Mm-hmm. Yeah. That guy, big old chubby guy, no, 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 no shirt. Uh, who's kind of crying and he's actually crying and he's holding, uh, one of the guys that he's holding is a, uh, weak way. 
uh, a member of the Weequay species. They're they're holding, they're crying after the Rancor has been uh, killed. Those guys, I believe, survive, and I'm not so sure if it's the same uh, Weequay who who we see as the bartender later on. I, I I'm not real sure not on that. Sure, yeah. But those guys in in aftermath end up like the Beastmaster for sure travels and and will end up helping Cobb Vanth free this town from a mining collective that is there trying to force these townsfolk into submission and and trying to take over that town. And they come right in. Actually, you, you see it in the episode. They start shooting and killing people, and Cobb Vanth is able to get out um, with the weak way. And as he gets out, uh, he, he he grabs that... Um, um, he, he, what, 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 the, there were crystals, crystals like the the right, yeah. I the, don't I, the yeah the the ice cream machine. You know that's that's what it. Yeah, you know, that's that's ultimately, the ultimately Camp Tono. Yeah, it's, it's the Camp Tono. Yeah, yeah, but it's full of these um crystals. And actually, I tried to look those crystals up to see how important they were. They're really like Tatooine crystals that we don't really know much about. I think they're they kind of created that. Uh, but the Jawas see them as valuable, and so he takes them and trades, and that's how he gets uh, Mando's armor. So, which is his- slightly different than how it happens in the books. Right. Um, so we don't, we don't. People on people on Reddit, I saw, were, were talking about: Are they retconning this, or maybe they're just expanding on it a little bit, or just kind of uh, changing it, or maybe it's not necessarily super important as to how if it is different in the book or this. Yeah, exactly, and because one of the things. Um, uh, in the Aftermath series, in that trilogy, I think he's in each of the books, um, and you kind of mm-hmm. hear like part one to his story, part two and part three, and you, you learn about the acquiring of the armor, then you learn about um, recruiting the Beastmaster and how he kind of helped him against you know, some of the these individuals, like the Red Key Raiders were raiding Freetown. Uh, and so he's, it's, it's sort of him fighting off these gangsters. First, he's fighting off these miners, then these gangsters. Um, and that just kind of, kind of, you know, continues into the third book. Uh, and so I don't know, it's, it's, you kind of have to follow it through, through the whole series. And it's a little kind of mini story instead of a story, which is, which is interesting. But, uh, cause at one point I think it's in empire's end. Let me make sure one it might be life dead. No, it's empire's end. Looks like it's Empire's End, where he is recruit. He's trying to help, like the Beastmaster from Jabba's palace, helps him strike a deal with Tusken Raiders to help protect Freetown by giving them water and a pearl. So they give a pearl from a crate dragon's belly to the Tusken Raiders, so that way they could help them um, protect the town. So although there's similarities in that, like now the Tuscans just find a crate dragon pearl themselves and they kill the crate dragon. Um, it was like before that he helped form kind of an alliance. So why is there still tension? You know, that's where people are saying there's a little bit of an inconsistency. Mm-hmm. Like, why is there still tension between the Tuscan Raiders and the people of Freetown? Uh, and I think they're just kind of saying, look, that story happened. We don't know how long. I mean, time has passed and tensions you know, kind of, or maybe, or maybe they're, maybe again. they're, maybe they're taking that story and they're shifting it a little bit, and that it, this is the part of that story. Yeah, it, it could be, but I, I'm saying too. I also think that, like, people are saying, whether well, retconning it or they're changing it, it still could work. And that, like, that was several years back. Empire's End was, and so you could say oh, that's Empire's End, and that's at the end of that book. You have the Battle of Jakku where. The empire is ended. Um, so that happens. And as you see in the peace treaty that happens, that's negotiated by Din Djarin, Din Djarin, excuse me, that's another 
podcast that calls him that. Uh, Din Djarin, uh, you see there's this um, a peace that's established between the Tuscan Raiders and the, and the people of Freetown. So Din says, until that peace is there, this is an agreement, until one side breaks it. And so what might have happened is that in Empire's End, a negotiated thing, a, a peace, like an alliance is formed. We, we're going to give you a crate, um, dragon pearl, whatever, and we're going to give you water. And they, they form some alliance, and that could have been broken over time. So now we're back to tensions again between them and, as uh, Weequay will say in Mandalorian, in this first, uh, first episode, chapter 9, calls them, he says, the sand people are... They're like the flat out says they're terrible. Like they're, they're raiders yeah. and they're, you know, he doesn't like them. A lot of animosity. So that animosity could have came back between the time of empires and the novel and now. So to me, I kind of think it might be something that even going forward, someone, a new member of the town does something to the Tuscan Raiders that they take offense to. And the peace is broken. Once again. here we go, we're right back in the same thing. That this seems to be the thing is a misunderstanding there. There's a language barrier, cultural barriers between the two groups and 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 that's that but anyways that's sort of his backstory he's he's the marshal he's the sheriff of that town he freed the town um from that mining collective and then gangsters are also they're they have precious resources um in the mines and in water and they're also just a place where people want to roll in it's kind of like that you know, uh, a town in the, in the Wild West where somebody wants to roll in and, and claim power. They think they have more thugs than you, than you have sheriffs, marshals, or deputies. So they're going to take on those marshals and deputies and say, we, we run this town. And that's sort of what he's been facing in that town um, all, all the, like this whole time. And it's the Mandalorian armor that has given him a lot of um, uh, status, right? Advantage, I mean, yeah. Advantage, yeah, yeah. So, which, which is pretty cool. Because he takes a couple shots from that mining collective, and you're like, "Wow, just that this bounced right off of him," and and you know we're gonna, <laughs> it saves his life. I mean, it keeps him up and you know running and gunning. So yeah, yeah, I guess that's his. I guess that's sort of his backstory, and it really is contained in the aftermath series. You can go look it up. It's only like um, three or four various paragraphs on Wikipedia, and it's it's a good little story. And there's connections to Jabba's Jabba's palace and the vacancy, like the void that opens up there. And how these gangsters kind of move in and how they, they try to kind of control that region a little bit. And also the fact that this, that Freetown is that close, that it's within walking distance or that it's that nearby that the Beastmaster and uh, Weequay can show up to Freetown, I think tells us a whole lot about where that Sarlacc pit was and where the pit of Carcoon is in relationship to Freetown. I was trying to figure out where... Uh, wh- where that is we're definitely uh, you know dune sea is is a, is a big region slash area so i was trying to kind of make figure out on a map where is Jabba's palace how close are all these different uh, uh places so you know there's there's that but yeah i mean that's that's sort of his his backstory and kind of an understanding of Cobb vanth i think he's gonna be sick i think he's, he's gonna stick around you know he seems yeah, like yeah i think who, i think i think we'll see i think we'll see him more more than once yeah. which is great which yeah. is great. So, okay. As now, let's talk about. Let's move over to uh, the importance of the crate dragon pearl. Um, something uh, to do with that pearl is actually quite uh, important, perhaps uh, as uh, that we that we may we may come across later. Yeah. I, so, 
first of all, I mean, just the fact that we have a crate dragon in this is is uh, is unreal. The crate dragon call, the whole thing. Um, it's it's pretty neat. This is one of those objects that I said. So a crate dragon is basically eating its way through rock and sand, and it, it's it's undercover. Uh, it's especially the greater crate dragon as it moves through. And it is trying to acquire, it's trying to eat, well, it's eating these banthas, right? It'll also eat Tuscan Raiders. It'll eat whatever, man. It's, it's, whatever. I mean, it'll eat a Sarlacc, right? I mean, it looks like it, it possibly killed one, which is interesting. So how does that pearl develop inside of, um, you know, this, this great dragon? Well, it's eating stones and precious stones. And, and essentially as a part of its digestive system, um, it is... It's kind of like, well, you know, a pearl, like sand in uh, an oyster or whatever, like it, it, over time, it, that, that's what will end up forming that, that, uh, that pearl under that, under that pressure and all of that uh, over time. So it develops over a long period of time. And what's significant about this and why it's so important, I mean, Revan wanted one, which is, which is interesting. Revan, th so there's so many connections in this, <laughs> in this first episode to Knights of the Old Republic. It's insane. How many connections there were? It was I, I was blown away. But Revan wanted one or acquired one. I'd, I'd have to go look up. Um, it was significant to Revan. Um, it's also in Legends, by the way. It is what Han Solo uses to buy into the Sabacc game, where he wins the Millennium Falcon. It's his upfront. Is that he has a crate dragon pearl? I mean, so it was it was really really significant. Now the other thing. Um, it's said that in Legends, and I don't know if it's said in canon or not. Um, Hasn't I mean I so check me on this, but I believe they can power lightsabers because if a crate dragon, as it's consuming precious crystals or stones, a part of the as they form into the pearl, as they start to form the pearl, some of those kyber crystals, if they were consumed, would be a part of that pearl, which makes them, which makes it a, you know very a very precious object and it's it's worth a lot of money so the idea is that that you could power a lightsaber with it which is nuts <laughs> which is mm -hmm. which is yeah. crazy uh so yeah. do you think do, i don't i don't I, I don't think we're gonna go down that route but you never know i i don't think we are either but i was i i was kind of blown away and i had to do that is actually i had to do a little bit of digging on that i did not i knew that they were referenced and that that they were precious and that they were worth a lot but then when, when you made the connection to Revan and you started to realize that possibly it's hinted that it could be used for his lightsaber as an extra power source because of the kyber that was, that was consumed uh, by the crate Dragon. And it, I think it depends on the region. I don't know that every uh, crate Dragon pearl, is, they're not the same, right? I mean, depending on what was consumed and whether kyber was in the area or the region where in which the, the dragon was consuming stone, um, or other precious stones or metals or whatever it might be, it, it, it's going to be different. So, and, and I also don't think it's as powerful. Again, it could be, you know, it's, it's, it's a mixture of things. So, but it is cool and it is definitely something that when you're trading, if you're the Tuscans and you need to trade for a lot of equipment or uh, Banthas, you get more of those. I mean, you could buy a lot of Banthas with a Crate Dragon uh, Pearl. You could buy a lot. You could buy a lot of them and a lot of water, possibly. So, yeah, I think that's really the, the significance to them. Um, 
it also it, it it took you back to the Jawas, right? When they when they yeah <laughs> exactly same yeah same thing. Just them hold holding it up and and, and yeah, kind of going like, nuts. You know, and so how many how many of these type of stories are we are we gonna you know gonna yeah. get? Which is which is great. I I I think it was great. Yeah, just to see the right. similarity uh, between uh yeah but between those two this uh crate dragon certainly uh uh more powerful than a mudhorn but a similar uh (laughs) right yeah similar yeah similar thing here so okay as well let's i guess um let's dive into our review and then we'll finish with our big our our big kind of question about boba fett and and what is what is what is going on with him so Wow, where where to begin? Um, I guess is 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 ultimately on this. I guess initial kind of takeaways um, for me. I loved the episode. I thought it was great that it was um, extra long, um, and I think that there's. I, I learned so much just in my speculation about where we're gonna go in this episode or, or in this in this season. Um, you and I did uh, in our last podcast, as well as uh, we turned it into some YouTube videos. We were talking about uh, we thought that this arc, right, the, the Cobb Vanth Boba Fett arc, would be in the middle of the season, not necessarily a throwaway episode, but maybe like a standalone episode yeah. or something. We actually thought it would be Boba Fett. Um, Mandalorian would run into him, and he would actually team up with Boba Fett to get him his armor back. Uh, was kind of where I was thinking it would go, and they would have to go actually go get it from Cobb Vanth. Um, and so now it's a uh, different, uh, different thing because um, seeing Boba Fett's look on this, um, there's a lot of questions I have uh, about it. And now I'm actually thinking that it's going to be Boba Fett that leads him to possibly Sabine and then ultimately uh, Ahsoka. And I'll, I'll just, I'll save that a little bit here before I kind of finish some of my thoughts on the episode. Um, you know, we, we saw some people critical being critical of the fact that we're back on Tatooine. I think it's great. Uh, they're back on Tatooine. I love Tatooine. Um, I mean, Tatooine is our central location in Star Wars. Okay. Mm-hmm. Tatooine yeah. is the planet in which Anakin Skywalker uh, lives, yeah. uh, who's, you know, only the hero, uh, you know, I mean, he's, right. he is Star Wars, right? It's, 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 it's the story of Anakin. It's the Star Wars is the story of Anakin, Anakin Skywalker. Tatooine is where we go back to and his mother dies um, and his fall to the dark side begins. It's where Obi-Wan Kenobi spends, you know, years protecting Luke Skywalker. It's where Darth Maul goes back to to fight Obi-Wan Kenobi and dies. It's 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 where it's where Uncle, you know, Uncle uh, Owen and and uh-huh. and, and, and uh, you know dies uh, yeah. and 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 Luke decides you know yeah. I got to I, I I got to go. It's where um you know it's where Ray buries the lightsabers that are still <laughs> yeah. there. Yeah, yeah. They're yep. still there. You know, I mean, you know, they're, 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 they're still there. So, I mean, who knows, right? Wow. I mean, so there's there's so much for, I mean, I love, I love Tatooine. It's the word of the boot. I mean, but, yeah, everything, 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 you know, <laughs> happens. We go back to Tatooine and Return of the Jedi, right? I mean, yeah. it's in, yeah, it, yes. we go, I mean, it's, yes. so it's, 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 it's the very place, significant. Man. Yeah. Very, very significant. So I, I was, I was glad to go back to Tatooine. Yeah. Um, uh you know and so then i thought 
the I think I think Cobb Vanth is great. I think Timothy Oliphant is was was great as as Cobb Vanth. Uh, I thought we were talking about him and you know knowing him from Deadwood and some of the other things. I thought he was, I think he was cool. I loved the I loved the the tie in of the second Death Star uh, blowing up. Um and, and seeing that and then seeing immediately there's a power struggle that's going mm-hmm. on. Um, as yeah. you mentioned, it's also because Jabba, uh, you know, Jabba's palace was just kind of uh, taken right. over, and now there's no longer the fear of of the Empire. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was significant. I thought that I thought that was cool, and now we're starting to tie it into bigger events. Uh, in Star Wars, right? Um, we haven't talked about the Death Star in in Mandalorian yet. We talked about the Empire a little bit in the fall of them, but we haven't talked about the Death Star. So to tie in that uh is is big and yeah. and you know and and significant so um and to see hey there are more just regular people that are okay with the empire falling and yeah. so i thought yeah. that was uh that that was significant then i i i, I liked the you know, Mando helping out uh, the little town, uh, getting you know, getting getting that going. Um, just another kind of Mandalorian wandering around, saving the day. Uh, you know, right. gunslinger, right? Different yeah. town, different different town, different problem. Um, I like that we get to see him using his his he's leveling up, right? He knows how to use his jetpack, um, and so he, he's he's got more things going. Really. Uh, Baby Yoda was just kind of uh, this episode was not very Baby Yoda heavy, which is fine. I'm fine with Baby Yoda I'm just cool kind of hanging that. out, yeah. just hanging out, just being a little guy, and right, right. you know, just 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 I'm, that's cool. I was, I thought, you know, hey, are we going to see Baby Yoda use the Force and shut down this this dragon? I thought that would have been sick. Didn't happen, right. and that's and that's and that's okay. There was no mention of really anything that he's been dealing with. We we didn't hear about Moff Gideon. We didn't see any of that stuff. That stuff's all going to come. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, then we, uh, the ending, right. Um, and, and I'll, I'll, we'll, we'll, I'll wait, I'll wait until you kind of give your, uh, review and then, and then we can, we can talk about Boba Fett. Um, but, uh, I thought it was, I thought it was, I thought it was cool. I thought it was cool seeing him. Um, now I think he was, he was also the guy uh, that we saw in episode five of last season kind of walk up. Um, and mm-hmm. see uh, Phoenix Shand um, yeah. uh, and her kind of. Uh, she might. She could still be alive. Really, we don't know. Sure. That, sure. We don't know that she was dead. We saw her get shot. We don't know that, that she's necessarily dead, uh, but I, I probably is. Um, and so now we're we're going to keep going, but we get to see him looking for more Mandalorians, which is cool. And so that's actually the route he's going. Not necessarily. Hey, do you know where I can uh, find uh, this thing called Jedi? Um, but maybe I de- if I can go find more Mandalorians, um, then I can begin to rebuild our race and and find maybe Mandalorians who fought against Jedi. So that's uh, cool and interesting to see. That's the route he's he's going. Yeah, yeah. Which yeah, that I. So, I mean, my I, – here we go. Um, I kind of talked about it a little bit in the beginning of our of our episode, but this to me, I was so happy, just like you, to be back at Tatooine. I'm very happy with, the, with this entire – all of the Easter eggs that we mentioned, all these little tie-ins, the connections to the novels, to comics, to lore, to legends, to current canon. It's impressive. It is very impressive. It is thick. There's so many different layers. I am so satisfied. I know some people will watch this and think, well, I mean, what? They just fought a, a big monster or whatever. I mean, but there was a lot of energy. There was a lot of cool stuff happening, and it was just another 
you know, really, even if you didn't know all of those Easter eggs and you didn't understand all the different, like, you know, you know, connections, you can at least compare to season one and say, Din Djarin was facing a mudhorn in the beginning and it took, he, he needed the intervention of the child, right? He needed that. Now, he is leveled up. He has more, uh, uh, you know, weaponry. Gadgets he has more and, yep. armor, all that kind of stuff. And you can see how he understands how to use that, how he has been training. And I love that they didn't really tell us what the time gap is. Did he? He obviously learned how to use his jetpack. I mean, that was something that he was told by the armorer to to practice often and to really learn how to use it. And so did, um, you know, Cobb Vanth. He also knew how to use. Yeah, uh, I'd say, I'd say I'd say a couple months is what it feels like to me. Is yeah, uh, maybe it's yeah. Yeah, like, you know, not a lot of time, but at least enough to where he's probably had some practice sessions with it and it wasn't the first time he had it. I mean, he did fine, you know, with it at the end of season one. But my point is, is that he has very much, he goes from struggling a little bit at the beginning of season one to by the end of that, we've seen him really grow and progress. And now we're facing down a uh, uh, a crate dragon, a massive one that possibly killed a Sarlacc or occupied its, 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 uh, its you know, hole uh the pit and he, he, he it reminds me by himself it, you know it's it like, reminded it reminded me of episode one right there's always a bigger fish yeah it's always a big yeah right yeah right right uh yeah but but and then and then to have him kill that bigger fish though is like i he, he couldn't do that before and now he can um he almost does it by himself it's just it's just kind of so if that was all you took away from it wow he's he's a lot better uh, also you know as he is facing down in the very beginning of the episode, um, Gorkoresh, right? And he's facing down him and his kind of gang. There's a, well, one of the other little Easter eggs is um, a Sabrak is there. Why, Darth Maul, like the horns, um, mm-hmm. was one of the other individuals that he took out, you know, which they're known to be these really advanced, you know, kind of fighters and just boom with the dagger takes him out. And you're like, all right. I mean, he, he just seems to be really living up to that Mandalorian hype. Um, the, the same thing, like, I mean, Cobb, thankfully, Cobb Vanth is able to back up a lot of what he does, and, and the, the armor helps him. Um, but Mando has legit, I mean, fashioned for himself custom-made armor and is was trained by them, is is a very, <laughs> he's, he's a warrior. I mean, he is living up to, to that legend of Mandalorian warriors and so that was my big takeaway i was like wow he is legit he is legit and to transition us into this next thing he is so legit that another mandalorian has taken notice wow i don't know how you want to get us into that but i mean it's okay is... yeah no well no let's let let's let's go into it um let, let's talk about boba fett let's talk about how did he survive we know what happens in legends uh, we could talk about is it going to be different in canon? It actually seems like it's probably pretty similar. And you actually have something here great in the notes, something that I guess I didn't even necessarily uh, realize um, was going on. Um, has Boba Fett been uh, hiding? And and why is he still on Tatooine? Why hasn't he tried to get his armor back? Yeah, yeah, I think he is hiding. I, I think possibly that he... That Fennec Shand might also come into this uh, later on. We're going to understand that he doesn't want to draw attention. He still wants information. You know, I, I truly, he's, it's, it's, it's interesting that he's near his armor. It's interesting that Boba Fett doesn't travel too far away 
from the man who is wearing his armor? Is it that he was attracted to Din Djarin, a Mandalorian who showed up, um, and he's just there? Or is it that he is also near Cobb Vanth? Now, let me take you down this rabbit hole here, or this Sarlacc pit, whatever you want to call it, all right? We're going, we're going down somewhere, and it's going to be deep and dark and a little scary. But uh, Din Djarin shows up here. He's meeting with these Tusken Raiders <laughs> all the way along, right? And if you watch, there is a Tusken Raider who seemingly sits off and observes, and is just there. At the very end of this, you see Boba Fett turning. He's watching Mando uh, go away on the speeder bike. He does. He not only has a Tusken Raider rifle, he also has a Tusken Gaffy stick. That's too specific. I mean, like if it was just the rifle, that's one thing. But to have the, the like the tusk that that is a very distinct gaffy stick that they are in the air constantly right. kind of, you know, like they that's what the, when they're when they're cheering or they're chanting or they're trying to drive away a foe or whatever, they lift that stick with both hands up above their head and we've all seen it. It's it's that it's very and so when you look very closely, and it's hard to see cuz it's it's dark, but like the texture of his garb and everything else, it looks like he has infiltrated the Tusken Raiders and that he may be among them and that he may be masked, you know? And what I think is interesting is that he is near Cobb Vanth. If you were looking for a Mandalorian, just like Din Djarin, and you were trying to track down one of the most notorious bounty hunters of all time, and you had some beef with Boba or whatever it might be, and you saw and you knew there was someone, and this guy finds his armor, takes it from the Jawas, and you realize that, and you see it, and if you're Boba, you're thinking, that man is going to attract a lot of attention, specifically people who are looking for either a Mandalorian or looking for me. Boba's saying, anyone who was on my tail trying to find me, this man is essentially, Cobb Vanth is posing as me. So I can watch him from afar, and I can see anybody who shows up in his town, and I can see what they want, who they are, and what their business is, and I can watch them from afar. I, I, does that not make sense? That Boba Fett would do something like that, that he would keep an eye on his armor being wore by someone else. By the way, in Legends, this happens. I mean, he actually has someone else wear his armor uh, at one point when he's rescuing Leia and Han and everyone on Coruscant. And it's, it's so I thought, wow, okay, here's another little kind of nod where another man is wearing his armor and he also watches that man. So he does. I mean, he watches Din Djarin show up, sees him, he's right there, and he probably saw all of the events of episode one. Or you know th this this chapter nine of of season two, so to me Matt, he doesn't want his armor back. He knows where it's at and he could go get it. I don't think he. I I, I it's been a significant amount of time. Cobb has had it for a while. People knew, Gore Koresh knew on another system in another planet that there was a Mandalorian in Tatooine. Whether he knew it was Boba Fett alive or he knew it was Cobb Vanth wearing Mandalorian armor. That was the one he knew about. And so that guy has drawn some attention. I mean, it's, it's enough that, <laughs> that, that several people in Moss Eisley know about him. So it's the perfect kind of cover for Boba to watch and see who might be still tracking him and who might be coming for him, whether it's other bounty hunters or assassins or whoever. 
Yeah, so I mean, so you think about it in Legends, he just kind of gets out really of of the of the Sarlacc pit uh, to be uh, pretty blunt, and then he you, you end up running into into him, and you have to fight him in a bunch of the games, um, and then he ends up doing all kinds of stuff, and some right. in some instances he helps Han and Luke and, yeah. and all the adventures and stuff like that. So, and he kind of just goes back to being Boba Fett. Um, yeah. Now, somehow he gets out. Um, we don't, we don't, we don't know exactly exactly how. But I guess the interesting thing is, in Legends, they decided to have him just go back to being Boba Fett, and then he does, you know, more bounty hunting and, and stuff like that. But now, I mean, has he even left Tatooine? Has he been hiding in in, in Tatooine without without his armor? Because I mean, he's still a pretty skilled guy. I feel like he could have went and took it. Uh, you know, taking it from some um, uh, Jawas if he if if he needed to, but he hasn't, and that's really interesting. I mean, it's been years. I mean, it's been like you know five years since Return of the Jedi. So, what has he been doing? So, think about it. When he lost his armor, let's say, or when when he when he's defeated and knocked into the into the Sarlacc pit, um, you know, look at the events that are happening. I mean, he was Boba Fett. You know, was hired. Uh, he's hired by by Darth Vader. I mean, it's not oh, like yeah. it's not like he's yeah. just hired by some random dude. Right. He's hired by Darth. You know, Lord Vader. Yes. Uh, he is. And so, I mean, yes. he has t- he has ties with extremely power. Mm-hmm. I mean, the top of the of the of the scale, the top of the food chain. Right. So you yep. know, you have you have that. We know that the Mandalorians have been hunted and and, and persecuted. Um, I mean, who? I mean, and then the empire falls. So, uh-huh. and really, his entire existence is is due to like Palpatine and you know the, the this empire that ultimately gets created. I mean, he he exists because Jango Fett wanted a, a clone that he could raise as his own as his own child. This it's like his entire life of you know being a clone and working with him and working with Jango Fett, who's Jango Fett is killed because of the Jedi. I mean, maybe the guy's like, I'm I'm done. I'm 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 done with the I am i am done with the Jedi. I'm yep. done with dealing with all of these people. Yep. I was there when they killed my dad. I yeah. you know the the shot of him in episode two picking up the helmet. Um and I don't even know how how do how did he even get off of uh, Geonosis, right? This is the last we see of him uh, until until he shows up in in episode five. Um, no. So y- you know, uh, there's there's so much story to tell with with Boba Fett, right? I mean, what happens to him in between two and five, right? I mean, well, he's in four, uh, you know, because they they. Yeah, and he's a little bit in yeah, like, right. Rebel, Clone Wars. He does out right. Little, yeah, or he's ra- yeah, you know, he's little Boba, and he turns into this. Right. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They expand that a little bit. I'm just saying there's a lot to tell. There's a lot. Yeah. There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a there's a lot to tell. Um, because I I've been thinking, uh, well, one, I guess for me, why is it that he's not uh, why is it that he hasn't taken it back? Why is he there? He might just be he might. He might be like you have like P, you know PTSD man. I mean the guy the guy might just be like I, in one way like I'm done or he's planning or he's plotting something. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think Boba Fett now actually is going to be a huge piece of the puzzle, way yeah. more than I thought. I thought it was good. I thought Boba Fett was going to be a one and done 
thing, but now I'm not so now I'm not so sure. I think it's actually likely. I thought maybe we would get it would be Sabine who would be Sabine would lead us to Ahsoka. Mm-hmm. Um and that and that would be I know, but I've worked with Jedi and all of these things. Well, Boba Fett has fought Jedi recently. Um, yeah. I yeah. mean, he he yeah. he fought, he he was there with with Luke, you know, and, and Jabba's palace. So, so now, I, you know, and we talked about this uh. the, the goat, like the ghost of you know Luke Skywalker, right? Not like uh. not that he's dead, but like yeah. it looks, you know, as if like he's this mysterious figure. You're chasing chasing ghosts, right? Right. right. So now, I mean, I I mean, I'm I'm thinking, wow, Boba Fett is going to be such a big deal. Um, he might almost be our Darth Maul of like you know rebels, right? To tie us into tie us into so much more because he could tell. I mean, Boba, Boba Fett could now tell uh, uh, Mando whether he's going to be friend or foe. Right now, it seems like foe, but I would not be surprised if I don't think they're going to kill Boba Fett. Um, I think Boba Fett is going to show up more than once in the upcoming seasons, and I would love to see an episode where they were working together because that would just be like you know insane right yeah um yeah. so i think he i think he will be like an anti-hero uh over the course of his run in in mandalorian um because but i mean think about all the things that he 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 can give us boba fett also is not like a real mandalorian um uh-huh. Uh-huh. Uh, someone of mandalore he is a clone so that could help us with the whole baby yoda cloning stuff Right. Right, So whether Baby Yoda is a clone or they're trying to clone him. So you have a tie in there. You have a tie in to the Jedi and the Sith. You have a tie in to possibly Han Solo. You have a tie in to all of the stuff that happened on Tatooine with Jabba. You have a tie in to other Mandalorians. Do has has Boba Fett run into Sabine? Can he lead us to other Mandalorians like Sabine or Bo-Katan? Um, who could then lead us into Ahsoka, or he can tell us about the Force. There's literally an endless amount of directions we can go by the Boba Fett Mando tie-in. And again, we knew this was coming. This this it's not like it's not like this is a Baby Yoda level, um, yeah, surprise. I mean, I mean, if you if you hadn't watched, right? Um, I mean, even if you're somebody who's just watching, you're going to be like. Um, you know, you might you might look at this guy and be like, you might not make the connection that oh, Tamara Morrison is the guy who played Django Fett, which is mm-hmm. Boba Fett's dad. So now he is, you know, it's Boba Fett. Right. Um, he can tie us into Rex and all of the mm-hmm. other people that were cloned, and all of the bound, all of the stormtroopers originally were or clone troopers who became stormtroopers were clones. We're all the same. Um, yeah. I mean, there's so much that we can get get from this, and I just I thought it was going to be like a a one and done episode. I I was not expecting them to put this at episode one, um, which means this is going to be a bigger deal in the season. Yeah, I I one hundred percent believe. Uh, I I agree with you. Right. Let me say something. Uh, okay. It, in four, five, and six, Boba Fett there in the beginning, big deal. Um, but you know, well, we see him in five. He's big deal in six. Uh, gosh, I think as you're creating, uh, episode one, you're George Lucas. You're creating episode one. All right, you're the Phantom you're, Menace, fa- Phantom Menace, and right. you have all this stuff that's going on in Legends, and you saw that Boba Fett was just like the fandom just loved Mandalorians, the whole idea behind that. I would love to actually know more about why George chose to go with Jango Fett as the guy, right? Who was like, we're going to clone this guy, this great warrior, and all this kind of stuff. It's it's fascinating because now as we look at Boba Fett at the end of this episode and we see maybe where he's going to go what he can talk to us about it's everything you said in that 
He's done with the Empire because of what they the the trash way in which they treat they treated the clones after everything that they had done. He's done with the Jedi. Doesn't like them either. He's such an interesting person. He also is not even in all of the Clone War stuff and some of the Rebels things. Like as you go through those sort of bridges or tie-ins, we don't really know much one about the Mandalorians themselves. We get a little bit with the Siege of Mand. Well, yeah, with with uh, Ahsoka working with Bo-Katan and, and those factions, but we don't really get to see Boba Fett interacting there. And we don't really know how he feels and what, you know, because here, here, here's my example. He's not wearing a helmet. He's not wearing his armor. And so when that Mandalorian meets Din Djarin, which I think is going to happen in episode two, um, and they talk, the way that we're referring to this, this creed that's developed is not something Boba Fett has any... That's not him. That's, right. that's not his way. He doesn't know when... I mean, he might know when and where that developed and how that came to be. He, he is this thread, though, that you can stretch all the way back uh, to the prequels. And it's, it's very interesting in that, like, he's... Because he may know about Sabine and he may know about Bo-Katan and others or whatever, but he doesn't... Re- I don't think he really cares about him. I don't really think he's, like, super you know, chummy with them and things like that, but he might, he has Intel and he can tell us more. And I think that's going to be interesting. I, I think he's going to maybe change how Din Djarin thinks about uh, the Mandalorians and just, I, I think there's factions inside of factions. I mean, way back in lore, there were different clans fighting among themselves and vying for power in, I'm talking like old Republic kind of times, uh, pre-Revan and the Jedi versus this actually what the, what the armorer mentions these, this fighting between Jedi and Mandalorians. And even before that though, there's this trying to become Mandalore and, and, and take that mantle. So I, anyways, I think there's a lot that he can tell us. There's a lot that he can, can guide us. And the, I, I just wasn't sure if they were going to do it, you know, because that, that, that's the big thing is that you weren't sure. Are they going to say, that he fell in the Sarlacc pit and he's just, look, he's just dead. I mean, I kept thinking the whole episode, I'm kind of like, well, they might just do that. They might just say, no, no, no. Right. Like, we're not going to bring Boba Fett back. Right. Because we, we knew his the, armor. Right. That's one we thing. Knew, we they, knew Tamora Morrison, right. We knew Tamora Morrison was going to be in this, but we didn't know. And there's nothing to say that he won't play multiple people because I would love the idea of him playing multiple characters because they're all clones. Yeah. Um, yeah. Of like, because we, everyone's like, is he going to be Boba Fett or is he maybe going to be Rex? We know yeah. we're getting Ahsoka, um, which would, and he still could, which would be sick. Um, and again, you know, I, I mean, again, 95% he's Boba Fett. I mean, you know, especially since we're dealing with his armor, right? And he's got the, mm-hmm. you know, the scar on his yeah. face and, and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, it, it's really interesting just because you got to think like, what, there could be a bounty out on him. Maybe he doesn't want to be found for a number of reasons. One, his failure. Uh, I mean, you know, uh, kind of of of, the, of of Han Solo and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, maybe there's people that were there. Uh, you know, that that of Jabba's palace, obviously, that are like, you know, it's blame Boba Fett. He was supposed to be this this guy. I mean, and then again, his ties in with the Mandalore with the Mandalorians, right? I mean, and the clones yeah. and how the you know you're right 100% right and just it's it's such a weird relationship i mean to me I, I don't even really think of boba fett as a mandalorian i think of him as a bounty hunter you know you yeah. can be a human and bounty hunter you could be anything and be a bounty hunter um he is a he to me he's a total lone wolf who just happens to come from jango fett who is a mandalorian loosely, loosely from their tied system. into yeah. right yeah so yeah. 
Yeah, and, and, and the other thing, and you're spot on, so when you go back to, well, and real quick, just a side note here with the whole Rex situation. Yeah, Tamora uh, Morrison could play Rex, but he, they're, what they're going to do is they're going to doctor him up and make him look even older than Boba. Right. You know what I mean? He would be an older clone, you know? Right. And so you would just have to doctor him up and make him look like a really old war veteran, and you're like, wow. Yeah, well, you give him, you know? yeah, because you'd give him, because Rex, you'd give him a beard, you know, like a, right. a, a full, a full on beard and you'd make him probably at that point. I mean, Rex has got Rex is really old because they age yeah. faster. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're talking five. I mean, since they kind of did that odd, you know, tie in to the guy who just happened to looks like Rex in Return of the Jedi. And then they were just like, yeah, he yeah, can be Rex. Yeah, he's Rex. He's, yeah. he's, he yeah. could be Rex. Right. Yeah. So now you're talking add five years onto that. It's like and plus the aging. He's got to be really old. Right, yeah. So that's why I say like that. So there, there's I do that. hope they do it though. I do hope they do it. It would be super cool. Well, just to see, even just to come across someone who is an old. There was there were so many clones, right? Even if you came across an old, Millions. I mean, yeah. just just an old clone who got who survived and whatever, and member of the Bad Batch, whatever you want to, whatever you want to do, right? It would be kind of interesting to see at one point him come across an old. I don't know. They'd be wild. Um, I don't know that they're gonna do it in this, but it just would be interesting. So. He is a bounty hunter. I that's why I think he's I think he's shadowing his armor. I think there is something he just I think he wants to step away from it. Maybe he almost died. Maybe he's still recovering. Maybe he's watching his armor. He's plotting. What does he want now? You know, does he want to go back to being this notorious bounty hunter? Um, you know, it looks like the Mandalorians are still being hunted in some way. So is there is there more going on, you know, there? I you know, because that's another piece that's hard to kind of um wrap your mind around is there's so much animosity between the empire and the Mandalorians, but yet Boba Fett is hired by Darth Vader, you know, and is a Mandalorian who's right in front of them. And he basically says, this is the guy we want. And here we go. So I, that's why, that's why I think you're, you're, you're definitely right in, in saying he is a part, he is separate from those true Mandalorians and those, those who um, hate the empire. I think a job's a job to Boba Fett, you know, a job is a job. He's a different type of guy. And we're going to see, that's where we've already seen Din Djarin shifting and moving away from the guild. I mean, he might look for work here and there, but he's less a bounty hunter and he's more a Mandalorian, which is... And and he's another and he's another person that is going to... Yeah, uh, Boba Fett's going to be another person, as we've talked about, something we think is going to happen. Um, this... And I thought it was it was great that Cobb Vanth took his helmet off, and then he's like, "Okay, hold on a second, right? Right. right. Because when we run into Bo-Katan and Sabine and Boba Fett, which I 100 percent believe all of those things are going to happen this season, yeah, um, it's 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 going to be wild because it's we're going to learn a lot more about Mandalorians and just how many different versions and variants and belief systems they have amongst them. Because, again, Sabine has totally different views than Bo-Katan. Uh-huh. And Boba Fett's out on his own end. And then you have, and then you have uh, Din Djarin, who I think is in more of this smaller sect. And he, I think, will be like... Um, Boba Fett and that I don't he's not a, a born he's not a, a, a person of Mandalore. He is yeah. you know, he is he's yeah. a human who has adopted the Mandalorian lifestyle. Um yep. and so yep. that's that's it's gonna be it's gonna be interesting learning, you know, all of uh all of these things. And Boba and the other thing is that um, you know, uh Boba Fett may uh you know, Boba Fett was there 
He, remember this for a second. Boba Fett was there. When his dad died, it was because of the Jedi. That's right. The Jedi killed his dad. And uh, who was one of the other Jedi that was there? Oh, yeah. Master Yoda. And he's gonna look. He might see the. He might see the baby, and he is actually one Absolutely. of the people who could be like, I know exactly what that Absolutely. is. Absolutely, exactly yeah. what that yeah. is. And maybe actually keep this in mind. He just saw Baby Yoda, and we know that there's a man. We know that there's a Mandalorian out there with with this small little creature, and right. he may be like, that's a Jedi, and that's a problem. And we may get a well, we, a we we're probably gonna get anyway. A Boba Fett gets his armor back. Full on fight between Boba Fett and and Din Djarin, yeah. and it may be sick. It, 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 it very well could. I thought that at some point too. I was I was thinking to myself afterwards. I was like, you know, he is not going to like the fact that we're talking and we're seeking Jedi. It's it's what Din kind of says to the armor in that like. So this is a a member, is an a foundling enemy, yeah. and of the enemy sorcerers. Like what? And I and the, this is the way you have to take him back. Well. Uh, I'm I'm sorry, but Boba Fett, this is not the way. He's going to try to take that child out, or who knows? I'm not saying he's going to do that, but like I don't think he cares at all about their way and their creed and 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 you know any, anything like that. So you should you should you could see some confrontation now. A couple other things here. Um, I, I I really believe going into I don't know when we want to shift to this, but like like some predictions coming up for. Mm-hmm. The next step, you just want to do that because I, I have a couple. No, well, real, for, well, real quick, yeah. real, real quick, just because I, I want to do one one last point here. Again, just just to hammer home the idea that we're going to get all these different perspectives. Think of the power struggle and and think of the internal conflict that that Dinjar and you know Mando is going to run into if we end up befriending Boba Fett, uh, who who thinks that you know the Jedi are evil and 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 all of these things because they killed my father. I saw what they did, and they've been nothing. They've been nothing but problems for me. And then mm. we run into Sabine later, who says, "No, the Jedi are great, and it was the Empire that was awful." And then you know Bo-Katan, who's kind of in the middle because she's you know had different different run-ins uh, with the Sith and the Jedi, both good and bad. Uh, you know, like for. Um, for their kind of thing as kind of that that third party. So think of all these different perspectives that he's going to get and it's probably going to come down to him forging his own his own yeah. uh his 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 own kind of kind of a thing. Um and then keep in mind that the dark saber is still out there. I know. And and what it's going to do and it's going to we like next season if we are exploring the dark saber, it may be like a race to get it. Like that could that could yeah, be the yeah. the big thing as you have different Mandalorian. We may this may turn into a Mandalorian Wars. Like season three and four yeah, may yeah. end up being a new Mandalorian Wars with like a possibly a Boba Fett faction, a Bo Katan faction, a sure. Din Djarin faction, uh yeah. and, and and think and and think about that. So, yeah, but so not to not to drive us in a total different direction, but just in, in thinking about no, some a, of the possibilities. Yeah, that's that's interesting. And and to wrap up that perspective piece, it's tying it back into what we said earlier about Din uh being a negotiator and seeing both sides, seeing multiple perspectives. He does that in that episode where he's looking, he's talking to the Tuscan Raiders about their needs and although they are this this and this you know i mean he's, he's trying to show the the people of freetown that you guys need each other it's the same thing obi-wan tries to do with uh with the gungans and 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 uh, queen amidala right he's trying to mm-hmm. say that you know you guys form this this um relationship you need one another you, you live in the same kind of um 
you know, area and, and it's you got to share the resources. So he does that. And so I guess, you know, if, if he's going to talk to Boba and then he's going to learn from him, he's going to learn from maybe Sabine, maybe Ahsoka, Bo-Katan, who knows? Uh, maybe the armorer comes back into play and we get all these different varying because I still don't even know how we get to, you know, from Bo-Katan and everyone taking their helmets off and that not being the way to this being the way where we keep it on. You know what I mean? Like we don't actually know yet what caused them to shift in this well we do we, we, we get the causes that they were essentially almost wiped out and to keep them you know protect i mean ready you know, to go it's, yeah. yeah it's that, that's that's sort of it but but is like our sabine sabine who by the way we see without her helmet at the very end of return of the jedi we go back to lethal Remember that we see that right. at the very end, um, at the end of Rebels, which is after, Rebels. right after Re- Return of the Jedi, yeah, which is after Return of the Jedi. So she's a Mandalorian through and through, not wearing her helmet, right? So mm. what is this faction that developed simultaneously alongside? Because Sabine goes through the Galactic Civil War, like you know what I mean? She's she's there right. for all of it, um, but yet she's not following the creed or the way. Um, Bo-Katan maybe is, maybe Sabine just distanced herself and stayed there on Lothal and that was the whole thing. And so she's, she's, a, she's apart from that. Um, and that, so you see what I'm saying? Cause you still have, you have a member of house Vizsla, uh, who was with our, with our, with the covenant. And, uh, so I kind of see how maybe those other houses, if they stayed with those group of, of, um, Mandalorian refugees and, and found more individuals on other pla- came to the rescue of other individuals and, and and gathered foundlings she doesn't know about that way neither does boba fett they don't understand those things and so they're, they're separate and i could see where you're saying we could develop into some some conflict in ways of thinking and leadership and who's going to lead us in either a different path or a different way and interestingly enough we have din Djarin, who's going to be surrounded by all those different people who he himself is a foundling and he can see both sides and I kind of think he might be the guy who we get behind and we might forge yeah. a new way. Um, yeah. So anyways, yeah. Interesting conversation on, 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 on Boba Fett at the end of, um, you know, wh- what it means. I mean, because my big, like, another big question, and this is not necessarily speculation yet. We'll get into our predictions because I definitely want to predict. I want to make some predictions on, on the next episode and what's going to happen right after this, these um, events in episode one, the end of chapter nine. But a question I had at the end of chapter nine was, where is slave one? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> where, where is slave one? Is that part of the reason why he went and maybe got Fennec, right? Fennec Shand. Does he not have transportation off of this planet? Um, is he just laying low? Um, has he, who is at Jabba's palace? Who has filled that? That is a, a very uh, important stronghold in the region. So who is there? And is he keeping an eye on that? Also, mind you, in Return of the Jedi, Luke Skywalker does. I think it's a cutaway scene. It's a. It's it, it would never made it into the film, but I mean, he like the green lightsaber is made and it's stored in R two, and you know he does. I think he does that on Tatooine, and you see him using the Force, and there's there's that concept art of him putting it together, and so I kind of just think we're definitely. This is me be our bridge into speculating about the next episode. Um, I totally think he's going to tell him about Luke Skywalker. I totally yeah. think he's going to tell him about, gonna about what happened and stuff. So, yeah, it's going to be insane. It's going to be. Yeah, it's it's it, it, I'm so excited. Yeah. I mean, again, so uh, predictions for me, I guess, um, just in, in terms of where I th- where I think we're going to go. So next episode, you know, I mean, 
it's tough because does he leave does is Boba Fett gonna leave Tatooine to go after him? I don't think so. I don't think so. I I because I, I don't never think, went I, back to the spaceport. I I don't right. I don't think that Boba Fett has left Tatooine since no, I don't since I otherwise I just don't think why would he be there? Why would he be on 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 Tatooine? Right. Right. So I think I think Boba Fett's been like living on Tatooine since since mm-hmm. Return of the Jedi. So unless we go back to Tatooine, which I see just about no reason to do this this season already been there may, yeah. maybe maybe episode two starts and they're back at uh freetown doing something and then we're as he's getting ready to leave is when we do something so i think we're going to be on tatooine for maybe at least another episode part of an episode or two yep yep uh i mean Agreed. unless 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 like it's him taking off and Boba Fett is like has had Slave One buried, and he's like, "I it's it's time, it's time for me to go." Yeah, and he chases him down or something. Then I don't because I th- there's seven episodes left, right? So every episode we just increase the percentage of seeing at least Ahsoka, right? Sasha Banks sure. could still not be Sabine, but we know we're getting Ahsoka. Yeah. Um. Although, uh, in that in that Disney thing, they they show um. They show Sasha Banks and like, oh, who's she gonna be, right? Um, so there's like, there's like this image. I, I posted it on our on our on our thing, but it shows it shows Ahsoka and it says, you know, what's Asario Dawson gonna gonna look like as as Ahsoka? If you, if you if you do a search for it, they like they like just posted yeah. it, okay. um, and it's like Disney. So, um, any anywho. I think it's going to be Boba Fett who's gonna. I I don't I don't know how much I don't know how much we're gonna learn from him. Um, man, it's just crazy. It's just crazy to think, right? Like, what are what are we gonna learn? Because we're gonna learn something, but we're not obviously gonna learn everything from him. And again, it's not it's not a thing that we know. It's we, we said this. I said this in, the, in our last episode. Din Djarin is going to learn things that we know about the Jedi, and that's gonna just be crazy. Um, and I'm actually really, I'm I'm really looking forward possibly to Boba Fett's perspective. Of them because it is such a unique perspective. He's not a Sith. He yep. is, you know, he will be somebody that's like the Jedi are more trouble than you know than they're worth. Like we don't like him. That was one of the things that made actually the um th- that the oh god the sisters at the end of the Clone Wars the, um, the dark sisters. Were, no, 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 no. Uh, the 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 sisters that we ran into where we got captured by Darth oh. Maul. Oh. Um, uh. Oh, yeah, I, what, yeah, are yeah. Their, what are their names? I for, I'm forgetting the names, but the, the, the Gar- is it Garcia maybe or is like it's... yeah, I'll look them up here. Yeah, look them up. Yeah. Um. Anyway, those 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 two those two those two women. Um. You know, it was it was cool to see their perspective of being like, yeah, the Jedi aren't very good. They they they've never done anything for us else from us, and that was a cool perspective that Ahsoka got. Um. And so, uh, we it's going to be cool to see Boba Boba Fett's perspective. And so again. He's going to give I think he's going to give us something that will then lead us to somewhere where we saw Sasha Banks, possibly Sabine, um, doing another similar thing, looking over Mando uh, and seeing him 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 do stuff. And so we'll we'll get that. And then that could tie in ultimately to um, Ahsoka. I, I think I think probably at some point we're going to see Moff Gideon. I, I'm thinking maybe episode three or four. 
uh, is where we will uh, where we'll we'll get tied in tied into him, mm-hmm. um, and then that God, what if Moff Gideon hires Boba Fett? <laughs> that would just be insane. <laughs> like, wow. hires him to hunt, hunt down Mando. That would just be that would just that would just be insane. Yeah. Um. So you so you so you get so there you know there's there's that possibility as well. We're we're gonna we're gonna get all of these tie-ins and it's it's gonna it's gonna be cool. So yeah. I think the Boba Fett thing continues into the next episode, um, and then we'll, we'll move on from there. We still have to get to the Ice Planet, and we still have to go to the Star Destroyer at, at some point, and we still have to go wherever it is that um, uh, Sasha Banks' character is 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 staring uh, at, at at Mando. So just just and looking at what we saw from the trailer, but I think we're going to be on the Ice Planet for maybe two episodes because mm-hmm. it seems like his ship is crashing, and that's where he crash lands. Yep. Whether it's whether it's um, Ilium or Hoth or something else, right? Okay. All right. Well, uh, so yeah, here's here's my thoughts, right? Okay. I, I just you know gave you a little nugget earlier as to what I think prediction wise, and so that was the Martez sisters, by the way. Martez. Um, sorry. Yeah. 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 Tr- Trace and, and um, Rafa. Uh, mm-hmm. Rafa, I think. Martez. Yeah. Martez. Martez. Yeah. Yeah. And and their their perspective on on the Jedi, and so I think you're right. I think we're gonna hear something from Boba Fett in regards to how, you know, I don't know that it's going to be black and white. I think it's going to be a lot of gray because, again, all of his what would be brothers, right, uh, or whatever, fought for right. the Jedi and fought for the New Republic. And then the Empire didn't treat them that well. Um, so I kind of think Boba Fett understands. I also think Boba Fett would would be, would understand, and I don't think maybe we saw it in in the originals or whatever, but understood that, Mandalorians were revered. They were very notorious for being great warriors, but at the same at the same time were persecuted by the Empire. Uh, and so I think he can add, you know, information on all those various perspectives. I think we're going to go back and find Slave One. I think he's going to show us Slave One. I don't know uh, whether it's going to be its remnants or what what the whole deal will be. I, I don't I don't quite know. Um, where his ship is. I think we might even see Jabba's palace. We might see the void there and understand who is, who's in charge. Um, I think he's going to have a sit down, talk with him. There could be a confrontation. He could try to take the child. It could be all those different things. Um, I also kind of, um, he might stick around. I think he might stick around for a little bit. I think uh, like it's, he, we're, we're going to stay on Tatooine. We didn't go back to the hangar. He's going to be intercepted at some point by Boba Fett and we're going to learn and he might even it might so keep in mind it might be a surprise attack he might be a tuscan raider who some other kind of hiccup happens along the way from freetown back to moss Eisley, and maybe he's got to stop and talk to them again or there's some other creature that gets in the way it's another group of tuscan raiders who he comes across and then boom there's the reveal they take him or they try to take him or he's revealed and that, then that's when we see him again so just keep an eye on the tuscan raiders because i think i think that's where where boba fett is um, I don't think we're going to, I mean, you know, we could be totally wrong here, but I don't know why you would leave the planet because a lot of times they've showed us, they've showed us leaving. Like they've showed him at the end of the episode, him flying off into space and going somewhere else. And typically it's baby Yoda playing with a knob on his ship. And that's how the episode is ending. And it's just kind of like, you're seeing that relationship build. We did not get back to the spaceport and we did not leave. So we're going to stay there and we're going to learn about those other individuals. Uh, mind you that in Canon, uh, Dengar, well, in Legends, Dengar shows up and actually try, has a whole partnership with Boba Fett, and they try to take down the Bounty Hunter Guild. Well, Boba Fett um, 
people are trying to ensure that he is dead and they're trying to make sure that he that he is dead there's a whole uh whole storyline with, with that in in legends um so I think there are people we're gonna learn that he is he's a high value target and people he has information see in legends Boba Fett had information that they did not want anyone to know especially Lord Vader and others maybe even Palpatine high-ranking officials on the events of you know things that happened on Tatooine with the killing of of um Uncle Owen and Aunt Peru I mean it, it goes deep like Boba mm-hmm. Fett knew stuff and there there's that's a really cool bounty hunter uh, Wars series. People should check that out and, and go read it. In this, I was thinking about Bosk, Zuckus, Dengar. We were speculating beforehand, are those guys still out there? Are they after, you know, um, Boba Fett? Is he going to explain to us why he stayed there? And do we start to weave in some of those characters a little bit or, or even just references? I'll tell you right now, if I hear Boba Fett speaking to Din Djarin about what it was like to fight a Jedi, and that Jedi being Luke Skywalker, I'm going to lose my ever-living mind in this. <laughs> I will lose my mind. And just that, like, he, uh, like, the fact that, like, at first, it wasn't, I mean, God, dude, Boba Fett is in Jabba's palace. I mean, Luke uses the Force against the Gamorrean. He tells Jabba to not underestimate his powers. Uh, he walks in there leveled up. And, and literally, and I, I'm kind of playing this up a little bit, hyping it up a little bit here, but Jabba, I think, if I'm Jabba, I think you look around and you go, where is Boba Fett? There he is. And Boba does a little, he touches the, the dancers and he walks out. He's like, all right, let me step out here and let me, <laughs> let, let, let me, let me show what I'm made of here and, and wear my armor and be a badass, right? Well, then we go out to the Sarlacc pit and Luke surprises everybody and I don't know. It was one of those things, too. Like, Mandalorians used to take pride in being able to, you know, collect lightsabers or, or you know, kill Jedi and stuff. And they were able to kind of, you know, I mean, not in maybe high volume, but it was a thing, right? And so I, he lost. He lost to Han Solo, who inadvertently hit his jetpack, and, and, he, and he goes into the Starlight Pit and the whole thing. I think we're going to learn about how rough that is. But I think just to hear him talking about that encounter um, and the downfall of Jabba, and what happened afterwards. It's the same thing. that So Cobb Vanth has a flashback, and we learn about what happened to him. Why in the world would they not do that with, with yeah. Boba Fett and show us just a little bit of what it was like, or even just, I mean, I don't know. So, so to yeah. me, I think we're going to get some of that. And then I, I don't know what he is going. So I guess, Matt, we need to talk a little bit about where does, what's the next step? You know what I mean? I don't think Boba Fett knows about the this this uh this this um this group this faction this clan of of mandalorians I th- who were I think on this, Navarro. I I I think this this group is small. I think this group of yep. mandalorians is very small. Cuz they said only one gets to go- remember when they said like only one gets to go out at a time? Yes. I think it's I think it's a very very small clan. Right. And they are they are like such a small faction of the mandalorians they are so not at all in, tied in with them. And the galaxy is a big place. It's a very big place. And yeah, you may not yeah. So have, have run across them. Yeah. So, but but I'm like, what? Who could he lead us to, or where would he point us next? You know, whether there's a showdown or there's intel exchanged. Like, I mean, I'm just trying to. Think, and there's like, multiple bounty hunter guilds too. Keep that in mind. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. And yeah. so, well, and so, like, yeah. Where, but where else would Boba Fett send a Din Djarin for more information or take him? 
Like he doesn't right. really know Sabine. I don't know how much like the, the interaction with Bo-Katan. No, I mean, well, you know, and like, like who, who is he going to point him to? I think he's just giving information and kind of filling the gap right. and filling in. I think he's just an information guy um, who's going to tell us a lot and maybe show him a different way and give him a different perspective on things. And that might be it. But he's going to give him some clue, something to trace down. Like, I, well, Matt, flat out, Boba Fett, we don't really know. I mean, in episodes four, five and six. We don't really know what in canon Boba Fett knew He's of doing. other factions and stuff. He may know a crap ton. He, he may, may be like, I've heard about this group here, this here. I know that Bo-Katan went there. He may have well, kept tabs on all. His, He's well I mean, informed. Well, he is well-traveled. Well, keep, so. well, keep, I, well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, keep in mind, it's like Jango Fett, by the way. Um, yeah, first of all, there's some Jango Fett comics, and there's the Jango Fett video game. And Jango Fett is a freaking machine. I mean, yeah. there's a reason. I mean... Keep this in mind, okay? I just, I like Emperor Palpatine. Well, he's not Emperor at the time. Yeah. Darth Sidious, uh, yeah. Pal Palpatine decides to create a clone army of the most, you know, yep. bad A, you mm -hmm. know, dang yep. ferric, uh, yep. you know. Yep. He want he wants the most elite army he possibly can, so he crafts it after Jango Fett. Yes. Okay. Yes. Then he, through some channel, whether he suggests it to Vader or something, decides where we want the best bounty hunters. Um, you know, we want that. We want the, We want the best bounty hunters you can get. And so, I mean, Boba Fett is among. It's him and Bosk. I mean, these guys are yeah. like the the cream of the crop. The best. The best, the best. of of the best. Yep. Um. And so. You know, I mean, Boba Fett's reputation has been has been spoiled a little bit, right? Of what happens at Jabba's palace and and and, and all of this stuff. So he's it's so interesting. First of all, it gets just crazy to think, right? Um, it is insane to think like if you if you go back in time, right, and talk to George Lucas in this character that they thought was a throwaway character, right? Yeah. In in, in Boba Fett, you know what I mean. They thought he was a like throwaway character, and then suddenly the fans pick him up and they're like, "Oh, Boba Fett's so cool!" And he has like three lines. I mean, you know, I mean, like you know, he's 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 next to nobody really in in the in the things. And then just over time, he gets so big that now there's an entire TV series, which is the face of Star Wars, right. uh, about these the Mandalorians because it got so big. It's just that in itself is just like insane. And then it's just insane to think that this guy who was supposed to be a throwaway character in Boba Fett is now, uh, as we wait uh, until like if for for at least at least this week, like the most important person in Star Wars right now, because he can tie us to so many different outcomes. I mean. There's 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 all of the re the remnants of the empire that he can tie us into the the legend of Luke Skywalker and the Jedi, as well as the New Republic. War, uh, you keep in mind the New Republic is still out there. We only had a minor run in with them last last season, but it's gonna get bigger and bigger, and it may become more important. So, uh, real quick, I did find that image I was talking about. So, actually, what it was is it was on Disney Plus Hot Stars Instagram, which is Disney in India. 
uh, Disney, Disney, India, Disney, and India's uh, Instagram page. It has okay. since been deleted, but I sent it to you on Facebook, and it is an image, and it says uh, it shows uh, Ahsoka from uh, either the Clone. Well, it's it's Clone Wars Ahsoka, um, and it says um, it says what does Ahsoka Tano's live action avatar look like? Rosario Dawson is set to play the famous Clone Wars Jedi. Underneath that, it shows Sasha Banks' character, and it says who is she? Is Sasha Banks in for a cameo or joining in on the action so i guess my question is they deleted it that's fine whatever but i guess my question is why would somebody at disney uh who i mean only somebody at disney can post something to their instagram right Mm -hmm. why would somebody at disney post this picture yeah that that shows that that shows ahsoka next to sasha banks it's like clearly what's the when's the last time we saw ahsoka well, she was talking to Sabine. Who do we think Sasha Banks is? Sabine. So, I mean, yeah. that's 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 telling. It's very telling. Yeah, it's yeah, and it's also phrased in a quick. There, there's too many like pretty legitimate like groups kind of talking about Sasha right. Banks and Ahsoka and so on. I mean, so I I think I think you're right. Whether we, it could just be and one. If, it, could, it could just be it Sabine. Could, I mean, you know, which, right? I mean, I know we keep, we keep saying Ahsoka, whatever, but I don't know. I mean. Who knows? I I think I, I I will say this about Ahsoka. I I I think it's going to be the end of the season. Remember how much they teased Mark Hamill in 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 yeah. Force Awakens, and he's literally on screen for two seconds. I think yeah. it's going to be the same thing with Ahsoka this season. I think Sabine will be a bigger deal than than Ahsoka. Yeah. But now, I mean, who knows? Boba Fett may be the the real star of this of this season. I think he should be. I I, I honestly think they can do a lot here. You know, one more final um, possible prediction. Just, I think it's 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 interesting. As much as they are into the legend and the lore, there is nothing that says that Boba Fett could not have had a family or a daughter or something yes. or some other thing. You know, and if you want to take this up a notch, uh, in I think it's Aelin Vell is his daughter in Legends, and it's this whole thing that goes down conflict between him and Jason Solo and and the Solo family and everything, but. Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, at one point, like his wife is like, well, his lover is, is who he leaves for some reason in legends, right. Is put in as frozen in, in, in carbonate. Uh, and like, I mean, so, so, so there's, there's things, I mean, people could have something on him that has kept him here or he could be protecting himself or someone else, or there could be a lot, man. They could do anything they want with this. And that is what I think is fascinating. Now that's not to get away from you know, Din Djarin, but this is my goodness. I mean, if you're going to talk about the Mandalorians, this is somebody you got to have in on that conversation. 100%. And we have, we have a very, like, like Tamora Morrison is a great actor, really good. And has lots of experience. He's someone you can bring in and you can use to tell a story and to make connections for us. So I think he's going to be significant. Well, and, and, and to me, again, this is something we've, t- we've, we've talked about before before this episode, so it's not like this episode caught us off guard or anything. But we, I've said numerous times, you look at Dave Filoni's work, and I look more so at Rebels than, than Clone Wars, um, just because Rebels is its original story as opposed to – I mean, not that Clone Wars wasn't, but I mean, it's characters we all know. We, sure. We knew, we knew none of these characters are going to die, right? Right. So with Rebels, you can do whatever you want, and you can kind of create your own your own story. Season one of Rebels is very similar to season one of Mandalorian. You introduce your new character. 
you have you start to establish them on their own and then at the end you give up some sign of some kind of tie into the bigger universe season two now this person's established Dinjarin Mando suddenly is okay he's he's come of age I guess you know he's mm-hmm. got his jetpack he's he, he earned all of his armor and he's now it's okay we've, we've got that out of the way now it's time to put him into the bigger Star Wars universe so um we've got the new character Moff Gideon but again he's he's tied to the empire okay so now he's at least going to run into Boba Fett. He's already run into Cobb Vanth, somebody that's a small character we're, we're, we're ramping him up to. And man, we're just, it's only going to, it's just only going to get bigger and, and, and better. And it, with the deal with Boba Fett is that now you can take that character and expand his, his story. Darth Maul's mm-hmm. gone, right? That was the thing in Rebels. They said, we're bringing Maul, we'll finish Maul's story, and we can have that sort of like, you know, tie in. I mean, Thrawn they they brought in, but like they could have they could have done they could have created a Thrawn like character. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, they pulled him from Legends and said, "Hey, we, we let's let's pull these." So what? And look, I mean, they they pulled uh, apparently Boba Fett's story from Legends and said we're going to go down that path too. So the other thing they is sure keep did, that in mind. Yeah. What other Legends characters? Are out there, and I would not be. I'm. I'm going to say this right here, right now. By the end of this, I would not be at all surprised if we don't see Dash Rendar, Kyle Katarn, and Mara Jade. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. The Mara Jade's bold. That's a bold one. I would love. I mean, I personally I don't, would love that. But wow. I don't. I mean, be, I. Yeah. I wouldn't. I, my whole thing is, I wouldn't exclude it just because. No, because they have brought people brought aspects of legends back you know right thrawn is one piece now boba fett is another huge piece they basically took somewhat of his story now it's slightly different but the idea right the major well, I'll t- i think Bo- boba lives. fett to me boba fett's bigger than thrawn because 100%. boba fett yeah. because because boba fett ties us boba fett is a direct thrawn was you know because of the way they did it it wasn't like you could tie you know to to a lot of these other big things i mean even Vader, even what they do with Vader in Rebels is really minor. I mean, it's a, it's a cool, it's a great scene. The 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 him getting the, it slashed and 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 that's cool. But you can't alter. There's nothing you you couldn't really alter Vader in no. in, in clone in in Rebels, right? There's you couldn't really do a lot. You gave us a cool thing that 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 caused him, and just as Dave Filoni said, you know. It's like Ahsoka can't cause him to turn to the light side because no. you know that would that would take that's, away from Luke. That's Luke. Yeah. Right. But now you could do whatever you want with Boba Fett. You could kill him in the next episode and well, okay, it was just cool. We got we got Boba Fett for a little right. bit back. Yes. And it it's not gonna but <laughs> you can do things right now. I mean, think about the power that they have with Bo- with with Boba Fett being uh, being in here is you could you could you could cause i mean you could cause a boba fett to um to want to hunt down luke and maybe and possibly run into a a mara jade who is luke's wife and then you never actually show luke cuz luke is off doing mm-hmm. his whole deal yeah. although i'm 100% fine by the way if they want to cast a young luke skywalker um yeah 
I, I, I'm not, I, I just, I, I don't think we should really try and run away from it. I think that you could really only expand the series by having a young Luke and a young Leia. You already have a young Lando and a young Han who I 100% have been, uh, you know, pitching to the hopefully one Disney employee that listens to us yeah. uh, and, and Alden and Reich that should totally be in Mandalorian at some point. But, I mean, you could do things right now that could help um, make the sequels better in yeah, Mandalorian. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you you definitely could. And and there's so many there it's it's such a large galaxy. There's so many things you could do. I mean, dude, I I mentioned like for 5 years, right? Boba Fett's been chilling here. Has he been living with these people? Did he fall in love while he was there in 5 years and he has a 5-year-old daughter? I mean, there's so many different things. Like you can go wherever you want to go. And so I just say get ready because we could be checking into a lot of different places. And I I love the idea that you step a Kyle Katarn or Dash Rendar, whoever else on screen, it's less likely. But I mean, it's it's more like yeah, I'm, I'm not. I'm not. I, I'm not I think you're talking not this season. You're talking like in all of right. all of the Mandalorian through the whole series. Well, you know, possibly a lot we can do. A lot we can do. Well, and and just and just keep this in mind is you know due to so many things that are going on in the world right now. Um, they're they're they they said they said that uh, Mandalorian season three is supposed to start filming in November. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because of because of, because of restrictions with COVID and there's rumors uh, on Star Wars uh, leaks on Reddit and stuff like that um, that they may actually because of the restrictions with COVID be filming seasons three and four back to back. Wow, which is insane. That's awesome. And again, keep this in mind: um, movies uh, are like movie the the movie theater industry as we know it is like gone. It's it, because because of COVID. I mean, there, you can't people can't even film movies right now. It's mm-hmm. a lot easier to film television because it's smaller, um, and you know you're you're not you, like you can't. These studios are not going to go right now. Build a. They're not going to go pay three hundred million dollars to film some big epic huge movie when you can't show it in theaters, right? Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, uh, Sony was just offered six hundred million dollars. To show to turn the new James Bond movie, by the way, uh, Sean Connery, God, uh, heartbreaking. Uh, but he, he was ninety; he was great. Yeah, yeah. Um, I love Sean Connery. Great Rest James Bond. But yep. Um, they, apparently they were offered six hundred million dollars to take that movie and and put it on streaming, and they said no because they're holding out for it to be shown in 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 in, in movie in movie theaters possibly. But, you know, it's just so unlikely. So Disney is going all everybody's going all in, all in on streaming. That's where we're going way faster than I think we we really thought because of, because of COVID. So if that's the case and you're Disney Plus, man, I'm telling you, Mandalorian is your is your baby. You know, no, no yeah. pun intended with Baby Yoda. It's it. Mandalorian is the face of Star Wars. So it's not it's not anymore like, hey, we have these big movies coming down the pipeline. It's streaming is it. That's it. Yep. Yep, I'm with you. I, I, I and I, honestly, I think it makes. Gosh, I get so nervous with new TV shows and movies and stuff. And what what I re- what really tripped me up with the, with, with the sequels is that I am praying to the force that they are, and I think they are. I think Dave, just because it's John Favreau and Dave Filoni, and I think the people in charge of this are really looking far ahead here and trying to say where is this going to go. It's like. I don't want them to get into this and say Disney has they have enough money they're doing well enough that like I hate the idea that well well and I know why they have to do this because of money there's a lot of money involved like if it goes out and it flops well it's over it's done so why work 
to seasons two, three, four, and five. Why I work that far ahead when, but I, 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 man, I hope they have an outline and I hope that by working on seasons three and four or whatever, they're thinking, okay, I, I totally think if you, if you have to write a season four right now and you, and if you knew you had to do that while you were going through season two and your mind is also working on that, you're putting in stuff that foreshadows what the, all of a sudden the breadcrumbs that are laid throughout a series super tie together and there's this real cohesive kind of awesome story that just keeps building and building and building and, and I really I think they're doing that because look at what they're calling this they're calling it chapters right this chapter is it's all one big story and they're they're leading us somewhere so uh, I'm excited for that because I think sometimes it's just unfortunate that like a TV show will launch and then it's just we're just hoping to get the green light for season two and and oh, have, this, oh, this, thought, this shows, you know, this shows, it's, got, it's yeah, this so shows. It, it is, and you know, what? Yeah, all those, but, all those rumors of Pedro Pascal, I don't think any of that is, is baloney. It's, 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 it's total. Blo- I mean, it's I not can baloney, get him, it's baloney. I, I mean, I could get him being like, well, I'd rather just be a voice. There's no reason for me to actually be the Mandalorian. If really all you need is my voice. Sure. Um, yeah. but at the same time, again, all these, all, all these, all these indie films and all this other stuff—you can't do it. You have, to, you basically have to be a big, yeah, huge company in order to film right now because of COVID. And you know the difference. Uh, actually, oddly enough, um, <laughs> what might be, and I'm all honestly, the key to Star Wars's future right now with filming all these restrictions, you know, and stuff like that, is the tech that they're using in that sick Mandalorian thing because. Yeah. They built that enorm. What do, what do they call it? The the view or whatever they call it. Yeah, the, it's got all, the surround sort of like uh, it's, reflector. It's this the, the amazing the the whole set thing. They've rendered they it all, is, and it's yeah. It's like it's so sick. Is it's not green screen, and so these guys actually are in this weird position, uh, this awesome position where they can bang this stuff out yeah. because it's it's so much easier you just bring people on set you do it and the other the other huge advantage that star wars has over every other thing with maybe the exception of star trek you know and some other a few small things is you can cheaply very cheaply um get extras and um you know all these additional cast members to come be stormtroopers and stuff like that because you have the advantage of the 501st which they sure. used in the final episode where you can say hey uh can you guys show up to be on Star Wars and they're all like uh absolutely yeah. and it's all yeah. authentic stuff they don't have to check because of the restrictions and rules that they have on it it's right, right. it's such a huge advantage where you can do things so much cheaper um and, and that that they have now because they built that huge set that they're like, well, now we have it and we can use it for seasons and seasons and seasons. And you could only yeah. do it on television because you wouldn't want to you wouldn't build to something for one movie. So right. it, the Mandalorian is in such a great position um, right now. And I th- I think maybe because of the lack of movies that we're going to have what maybe started as this. Well, it's going to be the Mandalorian. It's going to be. You know, it's going to be his story. I don't think so anymore, man. I think, you know, especially with also the criticism of the sequels, because this came out at the same time Rise of Skywalker. And so had Rise of Skywalker gone really, really well, or at least been perceived to be like, oh, my God, it's such an amazing movie, not sort of um, this middle of the road. Some people liked it. Some people didn't. Um, Then maybe they'd be like, all right, well, now we're going to keep focusing on this. But you've got uh, Finn's actor, um, John Boyega, who's like, I'm not even ever going back. You've got, you know, there's definitely some hostility in there. And then you have the hit that is Mandalorian. And you and I were talking on the phone the other day 
about, you know, did they think that Baby Yoda would be, you know, big? And we're like, and you know, we were, we were, we, you had, you said to me, you said, well, I definitely thought, oh, Star Wars fans are gonna love it, but not this like cultural. Everybody knows what it is, huge right. hit. So I'm telling you, Mandalorian isn't is gonna be it's whatever, whatever their original plan for it was. It like take that and time multiply it by ten. Because I that it is it's the it is it is the face of Star Wars and yep. it is the face of Disney Plus. Yep. Yeah. Put your best minds in there. Your best. I mean, they got them in there. I mean, they're mm-hmm. working on it. There, there, there's a reason season one was that successful. It's the guys and the directors and the cast and the crew, everyone who's working on it, because it is phenomenal. The tech they're using, John Favreau bringing over stuff that was successful from Marvel, uh, you know, over to Lucasfilm and stuff it is is phenomenal. The whole making of season one. I highly encourage folks to go watch that even again, just to kind of <laughs> when you think about where they're going with this, all of your. I've got all of all of your crate dragon pearls, you know, are going in this basket, man. I mean, you're gonna put those bad boys in there because th- this is everything is is going this direction because of the pandemic, because of as you said with the sequels, the reaction that you got, and, and the way I put it was, Baby Yoda. They knew among Star Wars fans, they're gonna love this. It's, they're gonna go nuts. This is gonna go, this is gonna be crazy. They didn't think people like my sister and my little niece and I think all these other folks who weren't Star Wars fans were going to show up on Monday and tell their friend, did you see that cute little baby Yoda that was in the new Mandalorian on Disney Plus? Like, did you guys see that? And they didn't, I don't think they thought it was going to be a water cooler conversation um, across the nation and across the world. I mean, that is what it, what it has turned into. And it's, it's that big of a deal. So, yeah, all the pearls are going in that basket. So, yeah. Wow. Guys, woo! As and I could keep going. We're at two hours. Yeah, we, we could, we we could, we could. But guys, all I can say is this: we're excited. We love it, and just get ready. It's it's Mandalorian season. There's going to be hyperspace hangout content just about every day. Yeah. Some multiple videos a day because um, uh, we're turning on we're turning on the afterburners. Uh, you know, <laughs> certainly, yeah. certainly, certainly during Mandalorian season. So. I mean, literally, I'll, t- I'll tell you right now, it, we will do uh, we will do dedicated videos to your uh, transmissions. Yes. Um, so yes. on on, on, yeah. on our on our YouTube page, they'll be they'll be dedicated. We'll be responding to each and every one of them. So uh, send us your transmissions to hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We have a upgrade coming um, to our Patreon. Thank you so much for those of you guys who have um supported us there we're going to be doing um an overhaul on, on on that which i think you guys will really uh find cool and it'll be a lot more streamlined there'll be a lot more content going there um so for those of you guys who have stuck with us on patreon we really appreciate that uh and then as i'll let you i'll let you close it out yeah that's great uh, so i again uh thanks to everyone who well first to listen to this whole episode whether you're watching on youtube or you're listening to the podcast we're kind of uh you know, tackling this in a slightly different way. As Matt said, we're going to have tons of content coming out. Very excited. I, we were excited beforehand and then watching episode one. I, I, I was like, wow, we thought we were excited. We didn't even understand how excited we, you know, we could get for this. And so it's another level, which is great. Uh, just a quick overhaul here, just to, to tie into what Matt was saying on Patreon. We're basically going down to one tier, which is going to be, I'll just tell you guys, it's going to be $5. I'm just going to, I want folks to go, if you're interested in hanging out in hyperspace with Matt and I, whether it be after the show live on YouTube or just hanging out in Zoom and turning some of those things into, if you'd rather just tell us your transmission, 
and you just want to pop in after one of the Mandalorian episodes, we're going to be popping in on Zoom more, doing more of this stuff. We have uh, patrons and we have listeners and friends who are wanting to get together on Zoom and discuss. And I've learned how to use the features a lot more. And so we're going to be doing that. Uh, and it's just going to be it's, it's going to be the $5 tier. Hop in there. You get access to the Zoom chats. Hang out with us in hyperspace. You'll also get extra content, all that good stuff. We're going to make it really simple because we do run a lot of different other projects. And it's just way easier for us to just say, hey, there's one thing, one tier. Let's fulfill that reward. Make it work for everybody. And I hope, hopefully, you guys will go check that out. And you can support Matt and I in our adventure there. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, please subscribe, please like, please hit that notification button because we are going to try to produce a lot more stuff. We are not done. We are probably going to go get some food, get some more, uh, you know, uh, some drink. Uh, I might even, you know, I don't know. I, I'm going to find some some womp rat to chew on, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> we're gonna keep going. I mean, we're just gonna keep after it. So yeah, we're gonna be we're gonna, gonna be doing be... Star Wars all day. So yeah, it's gonna be a lot of fun, a lot of fun. So. so. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, uh, friends. Yeah. If you like the podcast, don't forget to subscribe, like us, write a review, leave that comment, uh, send us a transmission at hyperspacehangout at gmail.com. We will see you very soon. And remember that traveling through hyperspace ain't like Dustin Crops. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.